All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do you know what day it is? I hope you do. You are now locked in, tuned in to one of the most amazing and outrageous morning shows on a Saturday morning right here with the living split screen, who is also brought to you by the Midweek Mix-Up Collective. Shout out to my guy, Wandering Dutch, for doing nothing but supporting us and everything that we're doing. I have to let you guys know right now, if you didn't tell your mama about subbing, if you didn't tell your grandpappy about subbing, if you didn't tell your sons or your daughters about subbing to our channel, me and Paul put out some informative videos this week. When we reached 400 subs, the main man, Wandering Dutch, is going to give one lucky winner a custom controller of their choice, if I'm not mistaken. Please. Do not get this misunderstood, though. Like I said in a, in a video that I made yesterday, one of my, mine and Go's main things for this whole YouTube thing and this whole reason why we do this is because we want people who actually mess with us, right? Uh, we don't want to just inflate our numbers, just to inflate our numbers. Um, we're, not, we're not trying to get to however many subs, just to have those subs. We want people who are going to engage and be involved and want to be active in the conversation. Uh, I feel like that's the bigger overall point. Uh, I'm, there was this post that was made throughout the week early on Twitter, and it's hit other social media sites. Uh, again, I like to say that because everybody likes to circle everything around Twitter, and it's not just Twitter, uh, where shout out to Yo because I saw him post it first, uh, at least from what I seen. And it was a saying that said, what do numbers matter if you're not getting any engagement? And that hit a, a really soft spot for me because that's something that I feel is extremely important. If you don't have people who support you, if you don't have people who are messing with the content, if you don't have people who uh, can stand behind you and say, man, I love those guys, I love what they do, I love the energy that they bring and all those things, what is the point? That's just that. Without getting any deeper into that, again, I am... One of your main hosts, Steel Rain, the T is a seven. Y'all can find me everywhere. And I'm excited to be here, man. It's been an interesting week. I haven't got any much game time, man, but me and Pawn did get to touch on some Battlefield. Uh, so we're definitely going to talk about the beta and whatnot because we have some tough feelings. I know that Pong is on one side of the fence where I'm on the other side of the fence. Um, where I, we also have this little patch of grass that's in the middle that we both have put a house on but we just kind of live on opposite ends opposite ends of the house like we agree in the we agree but is this like war of the roses is, is that what a this little is? bit maybe a little bit maybe <laughs> okay. a little bit right. <laughs> but so i think that's going to be an interesting conversation we also have some things about uh the way jim ryan addressed some things with gameindustry.biz talking about the whole entire gaming industry as a total wanting to reach millions of gamers um metroid dread has released far cry 6 has released the nintendo oled is officially out and crystal dynamics is lying we'll we'll talk about it we'll figure out what's going on with that being said my guy pong soul before i pass it off to you i have to let the people know in the background we got some amazing can every time that i get a chance i have to let people know if you haven't tried out hot wheels 
please to give it a chance. If you're into arcade racers, at least, give it a chance, man. If you're a fan of the old school Need for Speed, the, the, the way the drifting feels and everything else, imagine that, but in toy form, and it's Hot Wheels. It's an amazing experience. Uh, you can have an extremely good time with it. I'm playing on the harder difficulties, as y'all see. I, when I start losing, I'll restart the whole uh, map. I'll restart the whole race or whatever, because I'm just very particular. If I don't get first place, uh, I have an issue with that. But I also like to be competitive. So there's that. <laughs> um, not you, Steel. You're not competitive. I just like to bring that up because I had people saying, oh, the game is super easy. And I could tell that you weren't playing on harder difficulties. So uh, with that being said, when we want to have a conversation about real gamers and whatnot, <laughs> it takes it down a completely different level. But Paul, I yes, have sir. to pass it off to my brother from another, the uncanny gentleman, the man who puts the soul in Paul's soul, but it's also my other host, for this magnificent show that we do on a week by week basis that we're 28 episodes in for what's going on my guy how's your week man and what have you been into yeah man first of all hey steel uh i hear a little static on your mic oh static uh, on my mic okay just, just like in the background like a little fuzz i don't okay, know if okay. everybody else can hear it but i was hearing it while yeah. you were talking just to let you know okay, uh, sure. look well first of all now that steel made that uh you know, obviously awesome speech. I'm going to have to cancel all the bots I ordered uh, to beef up our numbers. Oh, uh, so great. that's going to suck. Gonna suck. Uh, <laughs> Hope you no, didn't pay cash. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I didn't pay cash. No, no. Uh, no, Steel is, uh, hit the nail on the head. Uh, we are both in agreement with this. We want uh, as many followers as possible. We want 2 billion, 3 billion people just like Phil and his team do. Uh, but at the end of the day, we want people who enjoy what we put out here. Uh, appreciate you all for sharing, right. spreading the word, letting everybody know what we are all about on Saturday mornings because this is living split screen every Saturday morning. This is episode 28, which is unbelievable. 28 weeks of doing this already. Uh, this is absolutely just ridiculous and the best time of the week. I always look forward. I look forward to all my shows, but Saturday morning is the one with my brother from another steel uh, that I can't wait to get up for and get into because it is different. I think mm -hmm. from most of the shows out there, what steel and I do here uh, is unique, uh, you know, not unique from the standpoint that we like to talk a lot, but unique from the standpoint of how we bring the information to you uh, and uh, that it is all organic as my brother always loves to say so this is the golden age of gaming it has been one hell of a week steel this is like crazy like i've got yeah. so many games to get to and here i am last weekend playing halo flight <laughs> this weekend knee deep into the battlefield beta mm -hmm. which you you said we're going to talk about sure um and it's like these are just these are just these are tech tests these are betas these yeah. are not even full games. And yeah. here I am putting hours and hours into them. And I know you're not big on doing that all the time, but you know, for me, I do like to try out games beforehand. Um, you know, and I know you, you, you have been playing the battlefield one too. Mm -hmm. And it, obviously halo was crack. So we know how that worked, but it's crazy that I'm playing non-launched unreleased games mm -hmm. in beta form as much as I am yeah. because I'm having so much damn fun. Uh, doing it and again um it's just special man this is a special time to be a gamer and i'm going to keep pounding that into all your heads if you're here you probably don't need to hear it 
But for anybody who catches this and just goes, oh, let me check out this live and split screen. Let me see what these dudes are about. Yeah. And they may not be gamers like we all are here, but they might be starting to get into it. Listen, mm-hmm. this is the golden age of gaming. There has been no time like this with the amount of content that we are getting, with the Facts. amount of people entering this industry and giving us their creations, their artwork. Man, it's special. It really, really is. Like, it, it, I just can't even explain it, uh, what, what it means to me personally. Um, when I pull up, you know, when I fire up the Xbox series and I look at everything that I have, it's like mind boggling. And mm-hmm. then I look at everything coming and I'm like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. But man, uh, just what a, what a great time steal. Uh, so exciting, man. And now I get to podcast as well and talk about it. So welcome all appreciate you all being here already. So many cool people in here. So many good people in here already. Mm-hmm. Love you all. And uh, let's uh, let's, Let's let's talk some stuff, Steel. Let's let's talk some gaming. Let's let's do this. So uh, shall we start with uh, what's coming up or you got something else planned? What do you want? Where do you want it? Oh, well, uh, the only thing that I wanted to do, I have to shout out the chat just because y'all yeah. come here on a week by week basis. You're consistently active. You're having great conversations within the chat all the time. So I have to shout out the chat from the beginning of the show because y'all have been some killers um, on just keeping things consistent, man. Uh, again, keeping us engaged, keeping us on our toes, um, showing the love, showing the appreciation and just the overall conversation that y'all are having with the, in there, man, um, that I can peek every time that i look over i'm like man they are really in the chat getting it and i can do nothing but show love and we also got some uh new people in here so i have to run down the list and just shout out some people that are here uh you know i do it all the time anyway y'all see the exclamation points when i you see the orange bars go across the screen um within the chat and you're like yo live in split screen is right here so with that being said (laughs) he said steel rain makes my head hurt Hey man, uh, hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully not. If it, if it was real steel rain, if it was, if it was real steel rain, it, it, yeah, 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 it'd, it'd be, be completely a lot different. More than just your head. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> hey, but uh, with that being said, I gotta shout out the general seat, Joe Dunmore, Giza Prime, Jago Coogan. What's going on, Nix, UK Dazzers, the driver himself, the Stig himself. What's going on, my guy, Dune Reaper? What's going on, man? Hurtog Vin. Fuzzy Belvedere is in the house. Uh, who else we got in here? We got Jigga J. What's going on, man? Uh, who else we got? Who else we got in here? Tony Grasso. We, we got the Daz up in here. What? What? The Stig himself, Dazzers. man. He's in the oh, house, yeah. man. Not playing right. games. Fat Boy Her. Horror. Excuse me. Black Card One. What's going on, man? Uh, Rescue Squad. What's popping, my guy? Back from the dead. How you doing, man? Hopefully your week's been all right. Mass Rex. What's going on? Uh, Opo. Showing us some love in the beginning. Uh, I, I did want to put that out there. You said, I've been watching y'all more and more still. Mad as fuck. I didn't find y'all earlier. Def been helping me become more knowledgeable and open-minded. Again, man, that's the whole point of this. We appreciate that you see that vision, um, that you're feeling the vision. That's the main thing, man. Um, that you're getting that soul, but you're also feeling the rain, right? Uh, with that said, uh, we also got Wandering Dutch again. Shout out to the Midweek Mix-Up Collective. Uh, just for being a great group of guys and doing nonstop support. Uh, Dusty, Casket Repair, Pixel Slapper. Who else we got in here? It looks like about it. Bastion, what's going on? 
Um, and anybody else, if you come in and we haven't shouted you out, say what's up in the chat. I'll definitely give you a shout out then. But you know for sure, Pong, we have to get into the upcoming game segment just because it is something that we do differently from everybody else. Uh, we have to let you not only know about what's coming in, but towards the end of the show, we also have to let you know what has came and went. So uh, with that being said, Pong, let's get into these upcoming game releases, man. And I know you were talking to me in the background. Okay, you are going to switch yeah. it up a little bit this time. So Spooky, what's going on? Oh, Spooky Sprocket in the house. Love to see that, brother. What's going on? All right. So this big, we got this uh, this week coming up here. We got a pretty big week as far as games coming out. Let's see here. So first of all, uh, it is going to be for the week of September 11th. I can't. Oh, no. October 11th. Holy cow, man. Where am I? October already. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, man. We are in crazy land already. Uh, this is insane. I can't believe it's October. So big week, big week, gamers. So first of all, uh, like Steel said, I'm I've, uh, going to add uh, a couple things to this segment um depending on the situation uh but uh what i'm going to do uh is i'm going to read off all the uh good games coming up and then i'm going to make sure to touch on this week's announced uh, game pass games uh so that everybody's up to speed on that mm -hmm. uh and then obviously uh once a month or if they do add one out of the blue i will cover the playstation uh ps now uh additions as well uh, just to make sure that everybody who has those services knows what's going on there as well. I'm not going to mm -hmm. make a huge deal out of it, but uh, we definitely need to touch on that stuff uh, to uh, keep everybody informed. So uh, let's just start out with what's going on this week for sure in new releases. Again, GameInformer.com. Shout out to you guys. We do use your list. Um, Facts. It's like I said, it's the most complete one I can have. Again, with the amount of games coming out, especially with indies and all that kind of stuff, they aren't always the complete list, but we're going to touch on most of the major stuff uh, as known. So let's do this. Uh, starting off October 12th, we're just going to hit it out of the park right out of the gate, right? So we're going to go back for blood. Ooh. Back for blood. That is right. Uh, this has been on my radar uh, many people's radar for a very long time. It is mm -hmm. published by Warner Brothers, um, and it is uh, developed by Turtle Rock Studios. Turtle Rock Studios uh, formed uh, by uh, many, many of the original Left 4 Dead devs. Yes. Um, and they obviously basically just, I, I, the story is they even went to Valve and said, hey, we're going to do a Left 4 Dead style game. Uh, you know, do we have the blessings to basically just, reskin it right <laughs> and, pretty much and, yeah and gabe and the crew over at valve since they really didn't have any plans with left for dead said sure go right ahead just can't take the name so they went for back for blood uh this is a spiritual successor to uh left for dead and left mm -hmm. for dead 2 um which everybody's been waiting uh on for a long time myself included i was a huge left for dead fan uh this is coming out on the 12th i played the beta uh enjoyed immensely what i played it is exactly what i was looking for especially with friends uh that is something special now i did hear some concerning news yesterday about this uh and i'll touch on this real quick since we are just yeah. here with back for blood i was listening to xbox 2 shout out to jez and of course the man with the million randall thor oh. jez gordon from windows central central uh one of steel and i's favorite shows uh, yes. going one of the reasons why we are doing this show right here is because of those two um look rand's rand's been playing it uh if for anybody who doesn't know if you pre-ordered it uh it was already open 
Uh, they had early access uh, for pre-orders. Um, obviously here, uh, when we cover this stuff, we're just doing the exact release date, but there was an early release uh, last week. Uh, right. So you could be playing it. Um, he's been playing it. He did not, I don't believe he actually played the beta. He went into this uh, totally open-minded, mm-hmm. new, whatever, fresh, I should say. Um, and he really enjoys the game, but he did point out some issues. Uh, there are some issues with the multiplayer, first of all, uh, that he is having connection issues. Uh, he was getting disconnected frequently. People were getting disconnected, which disrupts the game because if you keep moving forward, he said that you can jump back in fairly quickly. But if you do move forward, the person that unfortunately got kicked is not getting credit uh, for the previous level uh, that you completed. Um, now, during the beta, mm-hmm. I had no disconnection issues. So this was brand new, like, like the beta ran like Halo's flight test, right? There was hardly any issues whatsoever and certainly not disconnect issues mm-hmm. uh, that I noticed at all, even playing multiplayer. So this is something new. Um, again, I'm sure it's going to be patched. Whatever's going on, Turtle Rock is, this is, they're all about this. So I'm mm-hmm. sure they're going to be all over this one, but that is an issue currently speaking that Rand had brought up. I don't know how widespread it is. Um, obviously it's, it's anecdotal because it's his experience, but right. at the end of the day, uh, he did, it, it, it obviously was a big enough problem that he thought he needed to bring it up, uh, when talking about back for blood. Mm-hmm. Um, also he brought up the fact that it seems as if when you are playing single player, um, you are not really gaining any experience. Um, you are not gaining anything. You can play through it, but you're not getting anything for that playthrough. He said that achievements uh, that are tied to, you know, obviously stuff like kills and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You only get credit in the multiplayer. Wow. You don't get credit as a single player. Wow. He said you, yeah, exactly. He said you don't really gain anything by the single player uh, experience. So that is an issue because they, yeah. you know, obviously, obviously this game is meant to be co-op. This game is meant for that multiplayer aspect. They built the game around that. However, when mm-hmm. you tell people that you can play single player, um and that is something that you can you know it's not it's not number of players two to four it's right. number of players one to four when right. you put that on the box look if somebody wants to play this single player or they just so happen to have an off day and their their friends aren't around to hop in and you want to you know go through some of the levels you should be getting credit for that you know towards achievements towards your experience within the game towards all that kind of stuff that's my personal opinion. Again, mm-hmm. the devs obviously have chosen to do something else. Hopefully this will be fixed. Hopefully enough people say something that, you know, Turtle Rock will go back and maybe patch something in where you are gaining that experience. Cause I think that is a gigantic miss on this. Um, so um, just wanted to point that out there again, it's anecdotal. It's from Randall Thor, obviously fantastic member of the community trusted source uh you know when he's playing games you know it's you know he's on that pro level he's he's looking at things with that with that eye of experience so therefore i do trust what he is saying here i have not done it myself but i want to throw those out there for people who are thinking about hopping in Mm -hmm. to this game on october 12th still you got anything to say about back for blood at all um again i'll just reiterate it here uh, i was never a big left for dead fan so back for blood doesn't tickle my fancy uh, i guess that's the best way to put it uh also i mean i have other games to play man um i yeah. wouldn't mind jumping into back for blood um but again it's one of those things if i can if i can got time to jump into it i might take some time to jump into it is it actually going to end up being on game pass also 
Yes, it is, sir. We're going to do so, that in the Game Pass segment. It is going to be in Game Pass. So, um, yeah, that's a, and that's what I that's what I wanted to recall to make sure I was recalling that correctly. Um, but with it being on Game Pass, it definitely may be worth a download to at least try at some point. I'm just kind of fatigued out on zombies overall. I've been playing zombies you. for a long time. You know it's what fair. I mean? It's fair. Um, I've been playing longer than you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> zombies have since House of the Dead for back in the freaking day. You know what I'm saying? At the arcades and everything. It's like. I've been doing this for so long that I'd rather move on to something else. Um, the next best thing for me would have was Horde and Gears. Um, yeah. After that, I mean, I was interested in Aliens Fire Team. I just hadn't had a chance to jump into it yet. Uh, that's also yeah. another third person experience. I do so like good. those kinds of game modes. I just yeah. feel like they don't nail it the way that Gears has kind of nailed it for me as far as sure. like just bringing in the horde and everything and the feeling that you get playing that experience. But at the same time, I've never been a huge horde player either. So if that tells you anything, if I love that experience versus these other experiences, I may not give this a fair shake. But again, with it being a game pass, it gives you that access. Again, we're in the age of accessibility and I feel like that's the main thing. Um, yeah. I do have worry because we've had this thing where we've been going years and years and years where people make games that are server based or whatever the case might be connection based and like you said um it's i mean it's good to hear that initially there wasn't any issues and now yeah. there being yeah, an issue it kind of yeah. leads credence to something just may be a little off you know what i mean yeah. some network code yeah. might be off or there's something that may be something that's just a slightly off that was having some issues um as far as like coming to launch maybe there's more people playing and that's what was causing issues um it certainly could be i don't know but hopefully it does launch right i, I know left for dead is a it's a crowd favorite man so i yeah. definitely hope back for blood kind of scratches that itch for a lot of people and uh, i hope people really love it man i mean that's the that's the main thing for me yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Back for Blood, and it's got they they it, it will definitely scratch your itch uh, for mm -hmm. Left for Dead. Like I said, playing through the beta, that's exactly what I wanted. Plus, they you know updated it. You now have attachments for weapons. Uh, you have obviously um, you know uh, different rarities of weapons. They added some of that loot factor to it, which is cool. I know not everybody's down for that, but trust me, it, it is actually it's not over the top. This is not all of a sudden a looter mm -hmm. shooter. Okay, it's just enough. To, to scratch that itch as well mm -hmm. they added a card system where you you make a deck of cards um that that uh definitely it gives you some different um advantages uh both uh for yourself and some of them are team advantages as well right so building that deck and then obviously in co-op mode especially if you're not playing with randos but you're playing obviously with your friends mm -hmm. um you guys can kind of strategize how you want to build and this game is tough this is not one of those easy walkthrough games, uh, co-op games. This is a tough game. Uh, Randy even said it. And again, if you know anything about Rand, he yeah. plays a ton of games and he's very good at games. Mm -hmm. He is very good at games. Yeah. And he even said that on the lower levels, you could get into some tight spots if you weren't careful. If mm -hmm. you got separated from the group, the way it's supposed you, to be. you could get swarmed. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed that's to be. Nice. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, no, this is definitely a scratch my itch. I can't wait uh, to jump into this. Uh, again, I do have some reservations now that he said some of this stuff, uh, but at the end of the day, it's still going to scratch that Left for Dead itch, and I'm going to be happy about it. Plus, it's in Game Pass. In Game Pass, true. you don't... It's the whole point. No, you know, no risk, no risk. And again, if I love it, I'll, I'll probably pick up the ultimate edition for the season passes. We'll see, but I get to try it at no risk and see how it goes. And if, if it's something I'm going to continue to play awesome, uh, yeah. then you can jump in full force. All right. 
up next, another one I have been looking to forward to. Again, this is this is like a Pong week right here. This, this is my type of stuff here. Uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut. Look, this game has been out for a while. Um, it uh, launched on PlayStation uh, back in March, uh, a Stadia PC uh, as well in March. It has gotten rave reviews. It is mm-hmm. not for everybody, but Disco Elysium is a different style of RPG, um, narrative heavy. Um, you are a detective trying to figure out cases and that kind of stuff. Narrative heavy, tons of NPC, ton of decisions to make within the game itself. Uh, Disco Elysium, again, isn't going to be for everyone, but it is uh, gotten rave, rave reviews, especially on PC. This thing blew up. Um, and uh, I've been waiting for it to finally hit Xbox. Uh, it is finally hitting Xbox and Switch as well this week, October 12th. Not the most obviously graphic intensive game in the world. Mm-hmm. But again, RPGs for me don't have to be graphic horrors. They just have to give me that experience of an RPG. And this one supposedly does that very, very well. Uh, this one is also coming to Game Pass, which we'll talk about. Uh, but Disco Elysium, the final cut, also comes out on the 12th. Still, I know you're not a single, you're not always a single player guy. You kind of been touching more and more, but you do mm-hmm. like your RPGs for dang sure uh, from time to time. So is this one you're going to check out because it's in Game Pass or or what? Uh, with it being a Game Pass, we'll see, man. Uh, again, okay. with right. with games so lining up they the way that they are. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we just came yeah. off a of Halo beta. Now we're in a Battlefield beta. The next thing you know. Like the end of October is here, and then Forza is here, and then there goes another thousand-hour game, <laughs> and it's like it's just it, it's just nonstop, man. It, again, it I just know. goes along those lines. If this is not the first time that I've said this here, of just like you say, um, it's part of the reason I named this episode that play what you love and love what you play, man, because. Yep. These at this day and era, people used to be picky back in the day when you were spending fifty, sixty dollars for games out of pocket yeah. where you maybe didn't have much. I know when I was younger that was the case. And now we have so many games that we have a service that carries these games. We just might not have the time to play them all. <laughs> Why well, you gotta be a grazer like me? Everybody become a grazer like me. The official <laughs> term for somebody who plays a lot of games, we doesn't did, finish hardly yeah. any of them. But then I touched on that last week. Grazing. Yeah, we did. That's funny. I'm, I'm going to be grazing good, let me tell you. That's all oh, I got to I, say. I know you will. I know you will. Good stuff. All right. So then we got uh, Monster Crown coming out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Um, this is another role-playing uh, cartoon-style game from Studio Arum, uh, published by uh, Sodesco. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know much about it. Uh, but it definitely, uh, you know, again, if you're looking for that RPG flavor, this looks like one of those classic styles. Um, so go check it out. Monster Crown comes out on October 12th. We've got Ori, the collection for the Switch. Uh, this should uh, this should do pretty well. If uh, yeah. you haven't experienced Ori on Switch yet, you've been waiting. You just got that brand new OLED Switch. 720p. Which, which I, hey, look, <laughs> look. Look, look, I love all the, oh, we'll get into God. this, but I love all these people all of a sudden praising OLED. I'm like, all you frauds never had a Vita OLED. Look, we've been trying to tell you people for a long time, OLED makes a difference. The Vita OLED was absolutely drop dead gorgeous compared to the LCD. Yeah. 
Vita. Glad the Switch people are finally on board with this. It does make a difference, especially in games like Ori, uh, Metroid Dread, Ooh. that are specifically designed with that 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 pop, right? That that graphical mm-hmm. pop, that that Color. those colors. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. The animation style on an OLED can make all the difference in the world. Ori the Collection is going to be a fantastic game to experience that if you have not already experienced Ori. Uh, great, great games. Again, Metroidvanias. I'm not the biggest platformer anymore. Um, I played through or I played through uh, both Ori's did not finish them, but I really, really loved what Mm. I was playing. It's just not, again, it's not my style all the time. I do want to go play Metro dread. We talked about that too. Still, (laughs) That that game man man, got me jealous of some switch, some some switch users. Yeah, man. uh, mm, It's looking good. (laughs) It's like, it's so good. Um, Anyways. We're on games now. We already talked about Metro Dread a, a week or two ago. So uh, Slender, the arrival for iOS and Android. Oh, God. Um, the Slender Man. You, how, are you a believer, Steel? How many times the game has to release, man? Are you a believer in the Slender Man, Steel? I don't know. It's a scary-ass game, though. I'm not with this shit. I'll tell you that. I don't know if you've ever played Slender Man, Palm, but Slender Man is no, a scary-ass fucking no, game, you, man. You know me, brother. They, got, they don't have weapons in this. I played. You I played this game. Tw- I played this game twice, and both times I regretted it. Oh, oh but well, I, you, I don't. I don't. You're like, a better man than me, Steel. Hey, if you want to, if you want a game that's going to, I mean, maybe it doesn't affect everybody the same way because I, I know some people kind of have played it for a bit and then they've <laughs> kind of got used to it. Me, it doesn't matter how many times I play it. Just the thought of something chasing me just is not a good idea for me. Like, and then I turn around and it's right there. Like, and my flashlight don't work. I, I just, I just not with that shit. And then I can't shoot it. Like, right. I'm just not with right. that. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Not with that you, shit. You, you, you got to give me like an AK or something. Something. To go after give me something give, like that. Give me something. Do you know something. when this game first launched? 2014. Do you know when this game first, 2013 on PC. 13. Oh yeah, yeah, 13 yeah. 2013. On PC. That's where I played it the first time. Um, was on PC. And, Eight years uh, later. I hate it. Okay. I absolutely. Well, it's an interesting game, but. I'm not a scary well, not, game guy. So. Well, now you can have it on your lunch break at work. Now you can no, have it on your lunch break no, at work. Steve. No, I'm good. Come on, man. No, I'm put, good. Put the headphones mm-hmm. in. You know, mm-hmm. you're all good. Okay, all right. Nah, nah. <laughs> Dungeon Encounters. <laughs> Dungeon Encounters comes out for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Look. Oh, look. Dungeon Encounters. Isn't this funny? I don't see an Xbox in there, Steel. Guess who the publisher is, Steel. Guess who the maker is, Steel. Square Enix. I'm, tired of, I'm getting tired of this, man. I'm getting real tired of this. So, anyways, Dungeon Encounters comes out for uh, from Square Enix on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. If you can't tell, I'm disappointed. Square Enix doing their let's skip Xbox thing again, even though Xbox is helping you out with Game Pass for games like Marvel's Avengers and stuff like that. That Octopath Traveler, you're just going to pick and choose what you put over here. Yep. But it's my fault. I should have my PlayStation. And I wouldn't have to uh, complain about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still going to complain because it's 2021 and a publisher as big as Square Enix should not be skipping any consoles or platforms at this point. Uh, so yeah. that, that that's my problem. But Dungeon Encounters is coming out. Enjoy it. Uh, it's definitely something I would be checking out if uh, I did have if it was on Xbox for sure. And mm. if I had my PlayStation, I definitely be looking into it. So go check that out. Oh, man. Another one that just keeps coming back and back and more and more and more. 
congrats to these people because obviously it must be successful because they keep putting out stuff. The Jackbox Party Pack number eight is going to be available. Steele, I know you've been waiting on this one. I think you've had it pre-ordered for about a year now. Uh, you've had that money down. The Jackbox Party Pack eight, PlayStation 5. Xbox Series consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, October the 14th. Steel, you've been waiting on this one for a long time. You ready to get down with some more Jackbox? How do you feel about this, man? Uh, you know, I, I was hoping they had an Ultimate Edition. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna really invest in that one. I, I just, I just love the Jackbox Party Pack series. It's a, it's an amazing series. No, man, I've never even heard of this fucking game. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> just, I, I, I had you mixed up with somebody else. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe it was a different steal. I don't know. I don't, I don't know yet. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no offense to any Jackbox party people. It is a party game. If you, if guys you like are it. A, obviously, it. there are. is There obviously is an audience <laughs> because they keep putting them out. We're on party pack eight, for God's sake. So enjoy that on October yeah. 14th. Same Mario party. So it doesn't stop. That's right. That's, you are correct, sir. All right. Another Pong game coming out. And I think Ooh, Steel might yeah, actually touch yeah. this one. Might touch this one for sure. The Rift Breaker. Look, Rift Breaker is a combination of tower defense, of RTS, of straight up action shooting. It is awesome. I played the demo uh, during the, uh, ID, I believe yeah. it was the ID at Xbox uh, demo that. week. Uh, and look, this game is cool. It is the graphics are off the charts, top down, mm -hmm. right? Again, tower defense, RTS and straight up shooter. Okay. That that's what you're getting out of this. So it's a top down uh, view. You're on an alien planet. You've got yourself a mech you got to obviously do certain objectives within that. Right. You can build up your uh, defenses, uh, obviously, get us a tower defense. Um, so this has got everything. And obviously, you've got hordes of alien wildlife. But look, what's special about this game is the graphics. What's special about this game is the, the, the gameplay itself. Mm -hmm. Just from the demo, I could tell. But those graphics just absolutely jump off the screen. The mm -hmm. colors of these worlds uh, are outrageous um and when you're when you're tromping through uh in your mech uh and you're in your your you know gathering resources and doing all that kind of stuff it's just a visual feast uh as the wildlife scatters in front of you mm. and then all of a sudden you'll come up on some bigger wildlife that isn't going to scatter from you and all of a sudden you got yourself a battle um plenty of upgrades uh all the weapons you could come to love and expect uh, again, the tower defense aspect is awesome. How you base build um, mm. is really well done. Um, so this is definitely a game. And again, Game Pass, this is another huge week for Game Pass, man. I can't, the value is just out outrageous. I, I just, I, oh, this I, is, I, it's hard. It's hard to wrap my head around. What will we get in Game Pass now? Um, so this is coming. No risk. Uh, try it out if you have any interest in any of the, what I just said. Steel, uh, I, I know you didn't check out the demo. Again, you're not a demo guy. You, you like the things, but, yeah. but you did hear me talk about this before I talked about it to you while mm -hmm. I was playing it. I think we were actually in party chat for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Um, I'll put it to you like this, man. Um, when you were telling me about it and I was looking at some gameplay of it, I was definitely interested. It definitely piqued my interest, um, mainly because I've come from 
my like my lineage of going from RTS games to then going into what pulled me away from the RTS games was tower defense. Honestly, uh, tower defense games became more of a prevalent thing for me. Um, and that started with Warcraft three, uh, where you were able to have custom game modes and everything else. And they had their own tower defense, um, in there along with Dota, uh, which is now known, uh, is its own thing now also, but also was pretty much where league of legends got branched off of. Um, a lot of the heroes and everything else. But yep. the main thing that pulled me off of RTS was tower defense. Um, I'm not really into base building, but I am into action games. I am right. into give, it, give me full control so I can go do whatever. And this kind of scratches both itches right um not only right. am i doing the tower defense side of things i can i can get used to the whole base building thing or i can feel that out and see how that's going and then also just giving me full control um as the because that's the main thing that's always threw me off about tower control games because i mean or tower defense games because yeah you have all these towers you can build and all these different things you can build and everything but your actual character that you're controlling you can only make heroes you can't necessarily control them fully you know what i mean yeah you can tell them hey attack here attack here but you're not one of those characters and i always felt like putting you especially me as a mech guy um that's the other thing that pulls my interest on this putting you in the middle of that experience and controlling everything around it would be an interesting concept and rift breaker seems to do that with it being on game pass right there it scratches not not i'm not gonna say it scratches but with it being on game pass it, re- it removes the the wall right it removes the barrier yeah. removes the oh uh maybe i don't want to spend the money on this game maybe i do hey i can just jump in and try it and see if i like it and then right, who knows right. i might end up spending spending 100 plus hours in the game and then right. boom another game pass game that i would might have skipped over because of everything else that i got going on so um I'm interested, man. Uh, you definitely started that hype train up for me a little bit. Uh, you, like you said, the graphics are beautiful. Oh, and then man. them putting you in the middle of the action and allowing you basically full control, letting you play how you want, um, I think is going to be an amazing thing. And hopefully they see some traction from this, man. Hopefully it, it hits yeah. some people. So Yeah, another small studio, XR Studios. Yeah. And another thing I didn't I didn't say because I just started uh, rambling right away about it because I'm, I'm so excited for this one. Uh, is it this is next gen only so it's coming out on yeah. playstation 5 xbox series that's the other PC. thing yeah that's yep. the other so, thing too you know yep. we've been seeing that next gen games have been performing better have been looking better yep. have been playing better um I, yeah i mean we could talk about low times and everything else but that's kind of been debunked at this point but I mean, even though the low times have big, the biggest thing with this next gen is the low times is the extra headroom that a lot that our consoles have now. So it only being next gen. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like some triple A, like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's not like some triple A game. Right. So it's not going to, it's not like some heavy intensive graphics, but they can take advantage of certain things that they can't. Exactly. 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 So that gives me extra credence that the game's gonna play smooth. That it's good. Again, I've so I've watched gameplay. It looked good. So I'm definitely I'm definitely interested in, in on the drop. Awesome, so. man. I can't wait. Um, woo! The old crisis is back again. Obviously, they did the first one. Now they are coming out with the remastered trilogy. So two and three are getting the remaster. Um. 
I never played. I didn't. I, I played the original Crisis, obviously. I've, I've, I never I've played that in my lifetime. Uh, but I uh, never played the remastered. It came out. Uh, a lot of people had major, major issues, major broken yeah. problems. It was worse than the game. first time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to Wilmy. Uh, I know I remember watching him play it uh, live. Uh, he was streaming it when it first came out and mm-hmm. he was talking about how bad, absolutely broken it was. So Crytek is, is giving the, the number two and number three, obviously crisis. Uh, the legend of crisis uh, precedes itself, right? Yeah. That, that's uh, again, it, there, there was the, that was the uh, benchmark yeah. for PC gamers back in the day. Can your rig run Crisis? Right. <laughs> that, that was yep. that was it. Crytek, well known, obviously, to the Xbox community uh, for Rise Son of Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is a much uh, beloved uh, franchise, Crisis, uh, yeah. by a lot of people. Uh, but again, if they don't get the remasters right. Kind of like, why'd you do it, right? So right. I don't know how. I've heard that the first Crisis does run better. I've heard they've been patching it all along, that mm-hmm. it is in a much better spot than it was when it first came out. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to do it right, why do it at all? Right. Um, so, you know, for me, it's like, I'll wait on this um, one and see how people are liking it. I like that it's in finally a remastered trilogy package. Uh, for me, that makes it much more appealing at some point because I do like Crisis. I do like what, again, does it do anything new nowadays? No, but at the time it did a lot yeah. of stuff that other games weren't ready to start trying. I agree. Um, so for, from the, from that aspect, if they've got it fixed, if number two, number three come out well, uh, will I pick this up and go back? At some point, probably, yes, on a good sale, I will go back and pick this up. Mm-hmm. However, it is still coming out for everything. It is still cross-gen, which does maybe part of the problem because Crisis is so intensive that uh, you can't take full advantage of just being next-gen only. I understand why they're doing it. Right. They, they, Crytek needs the money um, for sure. They need to be able to sell it as bit, you know. As to a wide as wide an audience as possible, so they are putting out a PlayStation Five Series console, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch. Even is getting it. I don't know if this is a streaming version oh, or not. God. I did not look that up. I don't know how that's possible other than streaming. But Switch and PC are also getting, it, of course. Um, so I don't know. Steel, did you ever play Crisis? Because you nah. were more PC guy. No, no, never, 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 never had, a, never had an interesting Crisis. I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, I've also heard how hard it was to run uh, from yeah. back at yeah. the time. Yeah, so it was a test. Yeah, you know what I mean. It definitely was a benchmark yeah. for a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. I, I never had a huge interest in Crisis. Again, there was other games out for sure during the time of Crisis being out that pulled my attention more. But who knows? I, I might run through the trilogy. I might not. Uh, again, yeah. everybody so has coming. has a little bit of room for a super soldier in their life. Right, right. <laughs> There's just so much coming out, man. It's amazing. Um, all right. So this one might have interest for you, Steel. Not, it's not me, but Demon Slayer. Kimetsu no... Okay. Kimetsu right. no Yaiba. The Hinokami Chronicles. Thank you. Thank you, Steel. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> you do that so much better than I do. Uh, uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series Console, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. Look, mm-hmm. Demon Slayer, no doubt, has been making the waves. Yes. Um, it Excellent has done show. Excellent show. awesome uh, as far as the anime goes. They, I think. Demon Slayer just, did they have the... They had the movie too, right? Yes, they had a movie that yes. just came out that yes. yeah, did that really big. Blew up. It actually yeah. blew up. Um, it's actually topped um uh, the Gibby movies, uh, or the Ghibli yeah. movies um from back in yeah. the day. Um for yep. Yep. 
Studio most Ghibli. Sold, yeah, Studio yeah. Ghibli um, for yeah. their most sold, I think, anime movie up to to this time. So dang, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, this is put out by Sega, uh, uh, developed by CyberConnect Two. Uh, Steel, are you gonna? touch this one just because nope. it's demon slayer no nope. okay. reason <laughs> being reason being is because yeah. i am done with anime games based okay. off of any of my favorite animes not continuing the story or uh, okay not okay. going further with their story not only that but it also bothers me that they're using pretty much the same system as they did in naruto Shippuden, um uh, okay. ultimate ninja storm uh, a lot many people may be familiar with that it's the exact same system it's the exact same gotcha. game with a gotcha. demon slayer skin on it uh, so it's which, a skin. Yeah. which i don't necessarily mind but it's not worth picking up the game for me at that point i would rather them completely remake jump force and and actually right. do it right this time put actually give it some attention to detail um because jump force is actually an amazing game and it has all these characters in it also um i know it from what i've seen from the gameplay and everything it does look good it looks like it plays smooth and everything else but that's what i kind of expect out of cyber connect 2 that's kind of what i've expected out of these style of game these fighting st- type of games um and I'm just not, I'm just not for it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's the same reason why I haven't played Kakarot yet. It's just like, damn, man. I mean, if you would have gone further into the tournament of power, maybe with Broly and everything, I might, I'll, I'll invest at that point. But right now, it's like, I've done this. How many times do I need? How many more times do I need to do this? So, right, right, right. Um, anybody that hasn't had a chance to go through Demon Slayer, or if you're into fighting games, check this game out, though, man. Um, or if yeah. you're into the Naruto Ninja Storm series and you like those anime fighting games, check this out, man. And it's it does look good. It does look like it's going to play good. Uh, again, the biggest thing is is the net code going to be right, and right. is online play going to be smooth? Because that's right. what's going to carry the game over anything else. And other than that. It seems like they got some good story. They're basically going to be retelling you the story and everything up to, I believe, with the movie and everything uh, being part. So, I mean, that's good news. So, if you aren't familiar with it, you could definitely jump in it at that point, get you some game time in with it, too, and hopefully have a good time with it. But uh, for me, it's something I'm going to skip out on. Awesome, man. Uh, I knew you would have more background than I would on it. So, uh, hey, look. Anime's blowing up everywhere. I'm yeah. happy as an old anime fan. Again, not a lot of the new stuff catches my eye. Um, again, probably just because I don't spend a whole lot of time in front of the TV unless I'm gaming. So mm-hmm. therefore, I just can't keep up. There's so many series now. Yeah. Uh, but as an old anime guy, I- I'm just happy that finally this, just like video games, is finally getting mainstream uh, and more people are looking at it. It's That's still, the main. Mm-hmm. Anime's got a lot of... A lot of side eye going on as well, because there's a lot of stereotypes about anime. That's a yeah. whole other topic for a whole different show. Yeah. Uh, I know, uh, shout out to Luca. She's touched on this plenty of times as well. Uh, the, the the Ashen one. She uh, definitely is an anime lover and knows this well. But, uh, you know, again, it's just good that the stuff that I used to be just part of a small niche group, mm-hmm. um, you know, and used to be bullied for uh, is now mainstream. And everybody's like, it's just there. Like, it's yep. just like people love it. Don't even bat so, an eye about it. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, Demon Slayer is on the 15th. NHL 22. All you hockey fans out there, guess what? You get your yearly iteration from good old EA uh, with updated names, updated rosters. Congratulations. NHL 22 is coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. So, of course, across everything. <laughs> 
as everybody knows, uh, you know, PlayStation, Xbox Series, console, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. So NHL 22 out on the 15th. Enjoy. Um, again, plenty of people do. Uh, the Good Life rounds out this week's uh, releases. This is coming out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and the PC. Uh, this is by White Owls. Uh, an action title. Um I haven't uh yeah, I haven't no, heard nothing got, about this game. I got nothing. I got nothing, man. We're getting so many games. I can't even tell by the cover if it's like a narrative driven game. I don't game know what it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. So the good <laughs> life. Anybody looking for a smaller title done by white owls? So hey, look, go check it out. Go check it out. Maybe it'll be something that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh I, I did have an Xbox. Oh, and it's coming to Game Pass as well. I don't know if that's in my Game Pass list, but it says that they had a they had an article back on September 30th that says it's coming to Game Pass as well. So guess what? No risk. Uh, I, there you no, go. What you know? I'll be more downloading more. and trying out because I'm a grazer. Why not? Why not? So <laughs> that rounds out this weekend uh, gaming. Uh, nice. So let's uh, let's talk about this real quick. I want to do hit on these as well. Um, Why you get that up real quick though? Um, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I do want to shout out Nix because he uh, some, dropping some knowledge in the chat. He said EA yeah. finally upgraded the engine for NHL 22 for for oh. the people that may be interested in that. Um, and then also uh, the General C asked the question: Hey, Steel, did you ever watch Beyblade? The classics, not the newer ones. Uh, of course I did, General C. You know how amazing Beyblade was for me? That there, there was these spinning tops that had monsters that were on the inside of them. I just wanted the monster to come out of the toy. That's all I wanted. <laughs> I, just, I wanted to like project out of the toy so I can have my own, um, you know what I'm saying, whatever monster at the time. I can't remember their names. I used to also draw them too. Um, I actually have a I have a book somewhere, uh, my drawing book somewhere that I have that has some images of my one of my favorites from back in the di- from back in the day. It was the Phoenix. Um, so I always thought that was that that was awesome. And shout out to Neverland who just subscribed. Shout out to you, man. Much love. I need to change that, man. I got zombies coming across the screen for our subs, and I'm not a zombie guy. I don't know what's up with that. I need to change it to a Gundam or something. <laughs> or change it to Iron Man or something. Um, but yeah, man. I of course I, lo- I love Beyblade. But right, what, right. what's going on? What's going on, Paul? All right. Well, let's talk about let's talk about PlayStation Now games for October. Okay. Uh, since I said we were going to start doing this, um, so uh, we've got. For October, for the PlayStation Now subscribers, The Last of Us Part 2 is coming to PlayStation Now. So they are starting, and we're going to talk about this more, but they're starting to trickle in some uh, bigger, and they have been for a while, but The Last of Us Part 2, kind of shocking to see it there already in PlayStation Now, but that is going to be hitting Fallout 76. Again, I've talked about this uh, specifically on the show. Uh, Go try it. If you're a Fallout fan, it got slammed as it should have. Yeah. It was a broken, broken mess when it first came out. But they have, in classic Bethesda style, gone and retooled and retooled and added and mm-hmm. fixed everything to the point where Fallout 76 is a very, very good Fallout experience. Yes, it has all the monetization that you would expect out of a games of online a service game. on mm-hmm. online multi, you know, MMO style game. Yes. It's all going to be there, but you can jump in and you can run through the game and have a really awesome fallout experience. They've mm-hmm. got NPCs. Now they've got side missions. They've got everything that you come to expect and more. 
uh, in Fallout 76. So if you are a fan that needs to scratch that itch, um, please go try out Fallout 76. It got a lot of hate. There's a really good community behind it too. If you do jump into it and you find out that you do really enjoy yourself in that world, there's a really strong, strong community uh, that has been behind this game since day one. Much like uh, the Elder Scrolls Online ESO, you can find some awesome, awesome people uh, in there uh, to play with, uh, for sure. Uh, so go check out Fallout 76 if you haven't. Uh, Desperados 3. Uh, this is a turn-based strategy, old Wild West game. I uh, actually uh, played it. Uh, it was uh, on, uh, it's, it might be even still be in Game Pass right now as well. Uh, very good game. I played the first probably few hours of it. Awesome game if you're looking for a turn-based uh, style old West game. Uh, do that as well. Uh, you are getting Amnesia. The collection is also going to be joining the PS now. Final Fantasy VIII remastered is going to be in there yet another zombie defense uh is going to be in there and victor vran overkill edition is going to be in there victor vran is a top-down rpg style action rpg uh looter uh underrated uh mm -hmm. victor vran is an underrated game uh i i've been meaning to pick it up on xbox ever since i uh um saw it because i did like what i saw there but of course we've got so many games now that it's just like ridiculous so but yeah. those are the games that are going to be jumping into ps now this month so uh again we'll check it out ps now is not a bad value um straight up not with it, those it really not isn't. with those not well, not with those no. slot in there no 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 they're throwing more and more in there let's put it that way and mm. it, you can get it you can get a year subscription to ps now for very cheap um if you look online so it, it's 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 a good value. Uh, and, uh, that'll lead credence into our conversation later after this uh, yes, next, yes, next yes, topic. Yes, so yes, it will. Yes, it thing. will. Yes, so. yes, it will. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and then for Xbox Game Pass coming up, well, we touched on a lot of these. So Back for Blood coming October 12th. That is hopping in the Game Pass. Again, no risk. Just go try it out if you want that Left 4 Dead experience. Disco Elysium coming out October 12th. Game Pass. My God, it's just the value is just crazy. We are getting Caddy and Batty, the spirit guide. This looks like an interesting game. Uh, hand drawn, like legit, like uh, if you were scratching graphics out on a uh, paper, this is obviously an indie game. It's a casual couch co-op puzzle game inspired by Lemmings and tower defense game as well. Build a path to guide spirits home across a 30 level campaign. Mm -hmm. So all you puzzlers out there, Hey, this, this, this looks like something that could be cool. We're getting Immortus Temporis on October uh, 13th as well. Another puzzle indie game um, that defies, oh, let's see a puzzle experience that defies conventional design. I'm getting all this from Xbox wire, by the way, of course, for anybody okay. who doesn't know, for those who love to own their skills through practice, trial and error, determiner, determination and relentless replay. Immortus Temporis is for you. Stages have numerous ways to beat them. So another puzzle, go check that out. Uh, we are also getting Doctor Who, The Edge of Reality on October Oh, there you go. Join the Doctor on a quest to save the universe from unstoppable new nemesis in this compelling first-person adventure. All right, cool. Did not even know that was coming out. God Strike coming out on October 14th. A 3D boss rush bullet hell based on time. This means that you must face every boss um, and defeat them before your time runs out. Cool. 
awesome. We're getting another uh, another boss rush game. Yeah, awesome, there you awesome, go. awesome. Uh, let's see here. So where are we? We are also getting Henchman Story, October 14th. And this is also optimized for series consoles. A visual novel where you pay, play as a beleaguered henchman working for a bumbling supervillain in a slice of superhero satire packed with colorful characters and meaningful choices. So all you narrative-driven lovers out there, which I have actually found some, like Last Stop, that I do enjoy. Hey, we're getting a comic book style uh, one. So Henchman Story comes out on October 14th. Oh, Steel, you're going to be so happy. You're going to be so happy. You probably didn't even know. You probably didn't even know about this, brother. Jackbox Party Pack 8 is coming into Game Pass. You don't even have to worry about it. You can cancel that pre-order. You're all set to go. I'm excited. I, I know you are. I, know, <laughs> I, can tell, I can tell by the smile on your face. Uh, Murder House, October 14th. A news crew breaks into an old abandoned home of an executed serial killer, Mr. Anthony Smith, planning to shoot a salacious haunted house story, but is the notorious Easter Ripper dead, or is he waiting inside? Is this PlayStation 2? It looks like it. (laughs) (laughs) Look, shout out to the indie teams. Look, man, they're they're doing their best here, man. Oh, goodness. I I, I know, I know, I know. Unreal's free. Hey. Unreal's free, by the way. (laughs) Oh Steel, no! I don't I know about had, you. I just had I just had to be fine. I, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Ring of Pain, October fourteenth. Um, enter the Ring of Pain, a roguelike card crawler where encounters come to you. So we got another roguelike card game this time coming uh, to Game Pass on the fourteenth. Rift Breaker, we talked about it. October fourteenth as well. Like, oh, dude, that. that the particle effects in that game, man, that. everything is so nice. I love that. I can't wait, dude. Um, Veseroth, the Heir of Thunder, a 2D isometric old school techno fantasy style down top zone shooter. Oh, wow. That is cla- that is classic shooter. I love shoot 'em ups. Uh, that is coming out. Ancient Stories, God, Gods of Egyptian, October 15th, a puzzle, uh, obviously match game. Um, so that is coming out. It's coming Wait, to Game Pass? No, it's not coming to Game Pass. This was supposed to be Game Pass only. Never mind. This is everything coming. Hold on. Back up. Back up. My fault, folks. I thought I had the Game Pass only list here. I'm so sorry. Ah, geez. Wow. I thought this was Game Pass only when okay, I pulled it says this. It underneath. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So back for blood. Disco Elysium. Um, maybe what else Disco. We got? What else we got here? Elysium was in there. I don't uh, think this one is Ring of Pain, uh, yeah. the Rift Breaker for sure, yeah. which I knew about. Um, oh God, man! Now uh, I feel stupid. I thought this was, was all Game Pass. I was I like, thought it wait, was too. Wait, I was about to say, wait, what? Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the Good Life is coming to Game Pass, so that one is also coming to Game Pass. All right, so we got the Good Life. Okay, yeah. Uh, we've got uh, we've got the Rift Breaker. We've got Ring of Pain. We've got. I'm sorry, Steel. Keep your Jackbox Party Pack 8 pre-order going. Okay, okay, perfect. Uh, perfect. Then we got, got, uh, let's see, and then uh, Back for Blood. I think Disco Elysium you do have to purchase. I thought I heard this week, though, that it was coming to Game Pass. I, I, was, I, was about, I was about to say, man, God damn, we got a lot of games coming in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like... everybody. Oh, my God. I totally, when I, this article, I, 
when I pulled this Xbox wire, it said Game Pass games. I thought it was everything in here, but it's everything coming to Xbox. So you can see that the Game Informer list that I had, yeah. again, like I was talking about, was incomplete because there's so much indie coming mm-hmm. that they can't keep up with it. So you can see this. So again, I'll do better next week, folks. This was something I threw in here because I wanted to give everybody a, uh, a heads up on what was coming to Game Pass. I will do better next week. I will have the list formulated so that i can see only the game pass games i will make sure that i get that straight next week apologize got everybody excited that there was like 30 games coming in game pass next week. <laughs> but there's still plenty there's still plenty oh yeah so, more so than plenty. my apologies folks i'm embarrassed that was awful Steel, i got this thing in my throat i have to go <laughs> i have to go get something to drink because i yeah. got the allergies going on man. do that man right yeah back. yeah it gives right me some back, gives me some time to shout out to the chat man yeah, yeah. shout out to the chat Stubbs, I see you came in here and said, sorry, I am late. Look, man, I don't want anybody to feel sorry if you're not able to make it, if you can't watch, um, whatever the case. If you like what we do here, man, you're more than welcome to watch on the back end. Uh, you know, I do. we do love having you live here, but if you can't make it live, I mean, life happens, man. Uh, again, that's why I make sure to upload it to all the audio platforms. That's why, I'm, you know, I make sure to record it for myself so I have it all ready for you. Uh, again... I want to demonstrate to you, to you all, that me and Pong are definitely taking this serious, man. Uh, that's why we do these things. I want, we want as much attention as many people to have access to our content as possible, because that's how much we believe in the content. So, don't worry, man. If you're if you're late, can't come through, man. Hey, it is what it is. Watch it on the rerun, man. Like I have to do with a lot of people nowadays because of, because of new work, I can't you know watch you know watch shows, listen to shows like the way that I used to, and it's unfortunate. But at the same time, it has allowed me to really kind of stick, pick and choose to the ones that. I mainly listen to because I'm a, I'm also one of those people where I already know what laurels I stand on and what I represent and everything else. And I want to hear different opinions, right? Uh, I want to hear different people's opinions, not the same thing over and over again. So I already have, I have my lineup for that. Uh, the general C asked the question, Steel, do you think they should revive the classic Beyblade anime? Do I think they should revive it? Maybe they can give it like the Dragon Ball Kai kind of treatment just so people nowadays can get like a a view on it. Because I do feel now, don't get me wrong, though, General C, the new one isn't too bad, though. Um, The newer ones is actually pretty good. Not only that, uh, but the other thing that I want them to (laughs) watching LSS is better than mowing the lawn. I I, I agree with you on that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can do both though you can do both hopefully you got uh <laughs> hopefully you got youtube prime he said what the hell is going on with se sony entertainment i don't know man what's going on with them man what's going on uh, oh that'd be square enix oh square, square enix. enix square enix yeah yeah i want I, I like to i like to make sure what's going on with square enix i don't know what the hell's going on with square enix man they don't know if they want to stay strictly sony if they want to hand out the bag i don't i don't know i don't know what they really are really planning man they're kind of on this in-between space because they're investing in games but not also seeing a return on their games because they're asking their devs to make games a certain way so you get the results that you get i don't know man uh he said the slack row says the new blade bag kids cartoons are kind of trash I, I feel you uh again i felt i only watched a couple episodes i was like oh it's all right but it's not for me one one anime that i really want them to bring back is zoids 
Uh, I know people are like, oh, it's overrated and everything else. But it's another one of those mecha animes that were like, where they put an animals and mechs together. And it was amazing. And it actually had a decent story, man. It was like, I don't know. I thought I thought it was partially awesome. I bring it up. Pong always takes a generational head. gap. This is that generational gap, folks. The this same the young kids. The same way Gundam, what's good. The same way Gundam was. Um, it was extremely amazing. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> now that we got Pong back. Wait, um, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Before you go off. What's hold, up? Hold on. Did you like Beast Wars? Yeah, I love Beast Wars. Transformers. I got to go again. Take over. Beast Wars. <laughs> I thought I thought Beast Wars from back in the day, right? I thought Beast Wars was awesome. Yeah, it's terrible. It came out right after the other one. Like I, I thought it was, it was good. It was an abomination of Transformers. I thought it was a key part of my childhood, Paul. It was. I yeah, thought I know that's amazing. what I'm saying. Generational gap. I, I thought I, I thought I, it was I, amazing. I, I had the toys. I knew you were gonna everything. like it. I knew you were gonna like it. I had the toys I and everything. I, 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 I thought it was amazing. I thought you it was like Zoids, you're gonna like Beast Wars. Beast Wars. Yeah, it, so. yeah, it was awesome. I I, I liked it. <laughs> Okay, all right, fine. Uh, <laughs> all right, continue. <laughs> With that said, since, since we got back, Paul back in the building and he said he cleared his throat. Um, oh, these seasonal allergies are killing me, man. Oh, yeah, I man. Don't, it, I don't get them very often it. anymore, but man, ooh, man, I, that whole time I was talking, was my throat was on a fire. Yeah, I'd imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, anyways. Um, so, with that being said, uh, we talked about the, you know, we talked about the PlayStation Now games coming in and everything, and I kind of want to lead with that, um, unless you want to take it somewhere else first. Uh, I know we're going to talk about the Battlefield beta, but that's kind of a, uh, yeah, that's going to be a yeah, good no. conversation too, but yeah, yeah. I only wanted to bring this up first just because it's kind of coming off the heels of what we just talked about, uh, yeah. and that's games coming into a service, um, or just having traction, kind of, you know, or just a service overall for your platform. So, Fireside Chat um, that was made by, uh, well, GameIndustry.biz, I should say, um, that hosts Fireside Chat, they had Jim Ryan on. Shout and, out to them, by the way, GameIndustry.biz. Yes. For anybody that's interested in the business side of things of this industry. They do good work. And also, you get some news, go check them out. They have good videos. Their articles are fantastic. They actually had a lot of videos this week. Mm -hmm. uh, they also did an interview with Jade Raymond. Um, you know, all sorts of people, uh, go check it out. It, it is a great website. Steele and I love this website, um, for information. So, right. Exactly. I just want exactly. to give them a shout out. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, one of the main key notes that was taken from that conversation that they had and people have been kind of pulling back and forth and I'm going to take, I'm going to pull this insert out and then I'm going to jump back into the actual, uh, Mm -hmm. basically the link and everything from game game industry.biz the article i should say excuse me couldn't think of the word at the time uh but yeah then i'll jump back into the actual article and read a little bit from that just to kind of give an outline for what we're jumping into and then i'm gonna pass it off to you so the first point that i, that I want to bring up and it was one of the key points that people have kind of been running kind of sideways with is jim ryan said during that interview I'd like to see a world where the games that we make at PlayStation can be enjoyed by many, many tens of millions of people, perhaps hundreds of millions of people. Now, people have taken that however they wanted and kind of spun things in their own way, which is things are open for interpretation. You take it how you want. You ask me, it kind of comes across the same way that Phil Spencer did when they told you what their plan was with Game Pass. But... That's neither here or there. So jumping back into the article, one of the one of the other points, um, and I'm just going to kind of read it verbatim just to have some throw some extra keynotes in there. Another point that Jim Ryan also brought up is that 
He said, I hope that PlayStation 5 and I really believe the PlayStation 5 will be Sony's biggest and best and most loved PlayStation yet. I hope that would happen, Ryan said when asked about the hopes for the future. I mean, of course you would. Why wouldn't you? I mean, it's a brand new console. You want people to be highly invested. What I want people to pay attention to is that Jim Ryan is the money man. He's not Sean Layden. He's not going to come in here and say, do what's ever going to be best for gaming, per se. He's going to do what's going to be best for the company to keep them afloat, to keep that money rolling in. And since he's been there, that's why, I'm, as much as y'all may not want him in there, y'all say he's not a gamer, whatever else the case might be. Since he's been there, he's done nothing but turn profits for Sony. And he will remain in that position until further notice. That's why I, I, I personally feel Herman Holst has come out more because I've had those conversations in the background to say, hey man, people are starting to tell that you really, you're not that guy. Let me do the conversation on the back end for you. So, but to continue, he also states, I would also like to see a world where the games that we make at PlayStation can be enjoyed by many tens of millions of people. Again, like I brought up earlier, perhaps hundreds of millions of people. Right now, success with the current console model, a really great PlayStation hit, you're talking 10 or 20 million people being able to play that game. We're talking about games stacking up against music. We're talking about games stacking up against movies. Music in movies that can be mm. enjoyed by almost limitless audiences. Man, I feel like I've heard these things before. Mm. And I maybe think, just maybe just last week, Steel. Mm. And <laughs> I think he goes on to say, and I think some of the art that our studios are making is some of the finest entertainment that has been made anywhere in the world mm. i'd give i would put up the argument that i think that's been the case it's just gaming has become more of a phenomenon now it's become more accepted so of course you're going to say something like this and to kind of gate the audience for the wonderful art wonderful entertainment that our studios are making to gate the audience for that 20 or 30 frustrates me. I would love to see a world where hundreds of millions of people can enjoy these games. So the biggest reason why I wanted to kind of break down the article even more is because that specific insert that they took out, as far as I like to see a world where the games that we make at PlayStation can be enjoyed by many, many tens of millions of people, perhaps hundreds of millions of people, was also taken out of context because there was more so added onto there. Yes, that is the essential point, but when you go further, this isn't the first time that we've heard this. This is the same thing that we've been hearing since 2017, early or late 2016, that everybody says is going to be the death of gaming. There is no point to this. Devs aren't making money. There's no profit. Even the head of Sony said that there, oh, there's no profits in that. And then comes around, and says that, oh, uh, well, game services are, are the way of the future. Wow. Again, just kind of leading credence to this whole, like, I don't want to say that we're completely blind to the console war, right? Or we're completely blind that people have bias. Or again, I, I say here on a week-to-week -week basis, anytime these conversations come up, that it's just like anything else. You like, if I like Volkswagen, you might like Toyota. If you like uh, Ferrari, I like Lamborghini. There's, and there's nothing wrong with that. We all have preferences and everything. My main issue is everybody made this such a big deal about games coming to a service, about people having accessibility, about blowing games up to the point where 
people can have more eyes on these things than they have ever had before, have more opportunities to jump into things that they don't have to second guess, they don't have to spend more money on, was getting, these ideals were getting laughed at, were getting criticized, were getting mocked on, were being told in the background, if you even try to defend some of these things, that you either didn't know what you're talking about or you just wanted to see the industry die or you just want to see everything consolidated because of whatever reason. And at the end of the day, with a conversation like this happening and Jim Ryan coming to say this, again, leads credence to Sony's not stupid. So leads credence to some of us are in the podcasting space, the YouTube space, the social media space who have been on this drum of, hey, we see the vision. We This is the golden age of gaming. This is the age of accessibility. We're getting more opportunity to get more eyes on all of this content. Why is it so bad that we want 100 plus million people to be able to touch your mostly beloved games? The market, your popular game being capped out at what? 10% of whatever your player base is, is sure we can keep saying, oh yeah, that's good enough. Uh, they're, they're making a profit. That's all they need to do. I don't like that side of the argument because I don't feel like it's a, a valid point. 10%, 10% of anything. Okay, you can say, yeah, that's cool. But why, why wouldn't you want it to be 50%. Why wouldn't you want it to be 30%? Why wouldn't you want it be to be more than just that baseline that we, for at least two decades, 20 years, have not been able to break, no matter what game it is? There's only certain games that does that. Halo's done it, that's, but that's only on one console. Ha, Minecraft has done it. Fortnite has done it. Apex has done it. Warzone has done it. These are all games that are on multiple platforms. Sure. You can lead credence to that. But when you have, when Xbox, Microsoft has established a service and shown you kind of the, the road forward, the way to advance the gaming industry in a way that no one, I, I personally believe, had envisioned before is the most essential part to what is also being talked about here. Obviously, they see it. Jim Ryan's a money guy, and just kind of leads credence to me personally that PlayStation Now is going to, or plus, depending on which one they actually wanted, wanted to adjust, is going to end up being something similar to Game Pass. Is it going to be as soon? No, I don't think so. I think they'll have games launching day and date on PC way before they actually have a Game Pass-like service. That's the first step for them, I feel like if they even move that direction. But from everything that I said in this, in this article, Paul, and everything that I kind of ran down and everything, how do you feel about this conversation now? How do you feel now that with Jim Ryan coming out and, and stating, hey, I think us being capped to 20, 30 million people on our biggest games, is a problem. I want to be able to reach that hundreds of millions of gamers. And that is, that is the vision that I have. How do you feel about this coming out now on the heels of it once being taboo? And then 
how do you necessarily feel about how, how people are, are kind of running with this man uh, like and, and how the conversation's going now yeah it's it's the usual let me start here first of all um for anybody who hasn't actually watched the interview it's a excellent shorter interview. interview it's an excellent interview mm-hmm. this is the most relaxed jim ryan i've seen okay this mm-hmm. is again he, he doesn't come across as anything other than a businessman however he's extremely relaxed uh the interviewer uh christopher dring um and he go back pretty far uh so it was a nice chat it was you know we've seen this with phil phil does so many more interviews Mm -hmm. um but you can tell when phil's relaxed and um comfortable with somebody and versus when he isn't and jim ryan in this interview was was fantastic as far as just being more himself um Mm -hmm. not so uptight um and some of his history again shout out to again I have said that Jim should not be the face uh, that that obviously Herman Holst should be the face that the gamers see because Herman Holst is is more of a gamer than than Jim ever will Mm be. Um, And and it comes across when they when they speak. Um, However, I have given Jim his props. He won this position for a reason, like you were stating, Steele, like we've talked about Mm -hmm. so many times. Jim, Jim Ryan is the businessman. He's the numbers guy. And that's what he's good at. And when he speaks about those specific topics, He's speaking from a place uh, of knowledge, okay? Right. And you can tell he is very, very in he's involved. His, yeah. He's in his realm when mm-hmm. he when he's talking numbers and when he's talking about these, yep. these ideas, right? Um, so shout out to him. He's been with the company since 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love those stories as well. People who grew up just like Phil grew up within the company itself. Yep. Um, you know, he didn't start out from a low, low spot like Phil did. Uh, and move up, but he definitely was not, you know, where he's at now. Right. Uh, and it took him a long time to get where he's at. So he's been through the battles with a lot of different consoles. Um, and I always like that uh, at the end of the day, whether you like him or hate him, the guys misspoke plenty of times. He's obviously gotten the nickname Lion Ryan for a reason. Uh, there's been many things he's said that he probably yeah. should not have said, uh, but the guy knows what he's doing uh, yeah. from a business standpoint. So, um, Specifically to what he talked about here, Steele, this is stuff that you and I and so many others uh, talked about and have been talking about that a lot of people don't. Unfortunately, a lot of the hardcore uh, extremists on the Sony side do not want to hear. This is where the industry is going. Um, and this is this is how it's changing. And this is now the the way that we just talked about, Steve. We just talked about this last week. Yeah. Pulling yourself out of your bubble as yep. just a gamer. If if you have interest in this stuff, not everybody has to have interest in this stuff. Right. There's people who just want to sit down, turn on their concert, turn on the TV. You're probably not listening to a whole lot of podcasts if that's the mm-hmm. case. But at the end of the day, if you are at all interested in this stuff and where the industry is going as a whole, you have to pull and, and take a satellite view like these guys do and these right. gals do. You have to take a step back out of your bubble and go, look, we have to start projecting down the road what is going to happen and what the landscape is going to start to look and look like. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's still, you know, it's still speculation. A lot of it, it's still just, you know, taking the knowledge that you have and, and kind of projecting it out. And is it going to always be correct? No, but mm-hmm. there are some big ideas within the industry that you can see happening right now as we speak. And Jim talked about this and I thought it was awesome. And I thought it was crazy when he started talking about entertainment still yep. as a whole, yep. he compared games to exactly what we were talking about. Steel music, movies being accessible to Basically, he said limitless, unlimited people. 
he was talking about the same ideas that we were trying to bring to the table and let gamers know and let people know this is where this is happening. And this is yep. why when we talk about, and I'm not, I'm not going to get on Xbox and Microsoft again, we already did this. This is more focused on Sony, but again, this is why we brought up when we were talking about potential acquisitions. And if there had been a philosophy change within Xbox, within Microsoft Corp itself mm -hmm. at the key levels, at the highest levels that they are looking now, not as games just in the you know just as 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 their main bread and butter but they're looking at the entertainment industry as a whole and how gaming is now moved into that space taking its place at the head of the table and now you are talking about gaming alongside music movies tv etc exactly when you do that that changes your focus and, and and obviously sony is already a part of the movie and music industry and have been yeah jim is now talking about that group as a whole and how he's going to get his game specifically on playstation to that level to at least have people be able to access them as easily as movies and music are nowadays. And how are you going to do that? Well, guess what? The console market has been capped. It's been yeah. proven for about the last 10, 15 years. No yeah. matter how big the industry grows, the number of people that buy a box, a setup box and put it in their house is capped. It's capped. It's not yeah. going anywhere. So how else are you going to reach those people? exactly what xbox has been pushing for exactly why they're ahead of the curve you're going to need a streaming service you are going to need to have a phone a a a, a, a service that is accessible through phones through yeah. tablets through pc through all of this stuff you're going to have to move your games like steel you were just talking about which is probably the most which is the easiest for sony to do let's talk about that Sony is not in a position that Xbox is because they did not build their infrastructure. They do not have the servers that Xbox naturally has because they're a part of Microsoft. They don't have that capability. So what's going to be the easiest point of entry first for their games is going to be the PC market. The PC market opens up another, you know, another whole avenue. They've, 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 you know, been dangling their toes in the water for a while now. But I think that's going to be the first move. That's why they bought Nixus was to help with the porting of their games to PC. They are moving in that direction. And I think what Jim is doing here is slowly but surely getting his fan base. Again, he doesn't he doesn't need they're, they're never going to bow to their fan, their hardcore extremists. Yeah. But he understands he understands that they're there and he understands that social media wise and in those kind of spaces, that's what you hear a lot of. So he's going to get his fan base the, to used to the idea that the, the games are going that direction. And it's only a matter of time before you see those games drop, if not day and date in PC like Xbox within three to six months of initial launch, mm -hmm. because he understands that that is a whole nother untapped market and a whole nother stream of revenue that he has to get going for PlayStation. And this is good. This is great. This is what we talked about. More money, more content, more money, more stability. That's what you need. And Sony needs it to the, you know, because they rely on PlayStation so much Yeah. Um, as a corporation, they have to have those uh, streams solidified. And so PC is going to be the first market you break into. And I can guarantee you behind the scenes. Now, 
they you used to be able to get Jez just brought this up yesterday on Xbox Two. Again, shout out to Jez Gordon and Randall Thor over at Xbox Two. But Jez brought it up. They used to have an app uh, for Android that you could access uh, PS Now. They took mm-hmm. that off the market. Um, and Jez that. was surprised. Yeah, Jez was surprised because he actually went to go play and, and couldn't find it. They actually pulled it. Well, guess what? Earlier this week, uh, just another little piece of information. They went out and they got one of the executives uh, from the uh, Apple Games Store for their Apple Arcade uh, executives to obviously help get them back into the mobile market again. They are looking at this stuff. They need to reopen up these avenues again because they understand the future is all about accessibility and engagement. And it's, it's, again, this is nothing new. Like you said, Steele, had you taken these quotes and just said, who said this? Mm -hmm. A lot of people who have been following the industry would have said, well, that was Phil Spencer. (laughs) And you wouldn't be wrong. He said similar things back in 2017, 2018, when he took over, he talked about a lot of these same ideas. Again, his numbers at this point, and him and Satya's numbers are bigger. They're saying two billion, three billion people reach. Yeah, but that's facts. what Jim. But that's what Jim Ryan is saying. A lot of people have said, "Well, you know, there's a difference. There's not a difference." Jim Ryan is talking about hundreds of millions of people experiencing the game. Well, just reaching two to three billion people, an individual game is not going to see two to three billion people engaging with it. Mm-hmm. What you do get though is the multiplayer on the back end, right? Like Jim said, where right. you know a, a hit right now for. For PlayStation is 10 to 20 million people get to enjoy that game. Well, if you reach two to 3 billion people, you could see a tenfold increase where all of a sudden a hundred million people enjoy it. Exactly. If we get to that point. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's what they're talking about when they talk these numbers. Um, But I'm glad that Jim came out and said this. Um, I think it was important step that he starts and, and, and they have, this isn't the first time. If you go back and, and read some other interviews, they've talked about ideas like this before, but having a fireside chat at this point, when we know that Game Pass is exploding, uh, when we know that Game Pass is is carrying a narrative right now, starting to grab mind share from people, to yeah. have Jim come out and talk about this, it's just good because it reinforces the idea that they are having these internal talks right now. They understand where the industry is going, even if their hardcore extremist fan base doesn't want it to go that way. Right. They understand that the future for the mainstream, for the for the masses, is in that accessibility, is in is in the ability to sit down with whatever device you currently have in front of you and be able to grab your library of games and be able to enjoy them wherever you are. And it's also was fantastic to hear Jim talk about the entertainment as a whole, like we talked about steel, because that means that we were close to the mark talking about that, that in the future, when Sony does eventually catch up and make no mistake, Sony isn't going anywhere. As far as PlayStation goes, uh, they're going to look to leverage their advantages. Like we were talking about how Xbox has a $2 trillion corporation that's all in, they can leverage that to get where they need to be and to diversify the content that they have. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Sony already has a diverse uh, amount of content due to their movies and and their music. They had made a deal with Netflix. When they do come out with their Game Pass-like offering, whether that's just an expanded PS Now, whatever the case may be, make no mistake, Jim is going to make sure 
that he can say, hey, we have the benefit of you're going to be able to access movies. You're going to be able to access music. You're going to be able to access all these anime that we now own as well, along with your games. You're going to have access. So even if the games aren't your first draw, because maybe you're not a big gamer as of right now, but guess what? You can still sign up for PS Now or whatever they're going to call it. It's like PS Now Plus. I'll just give it a name. PS Now Plus, you're going to be able to sign up for that but maybe you enjoy our music. Maybe you enjoy all the movies we can offer you, or maybe mm-hmm. you're a big anime person and you want to jump into the anime scene. We're still going to give you that along with our games for one low monthly price that you can get into our service. And right. that's what makes our service different. And then, Oh, by the way, if you get interested in the game, Hey, check it out. It might be in PS now. Plus you're going to be able to go ahead and check that game out. Maybe you're just starting to dabble in the gaming. You don't even know what you really like. Right. Guess what? You're going to be able to go try that out as well. That's what we're talking about. Xbox is going to look to do that as well. I believe, I believe there has been a philosophy change from everything that we've heard now um, from where we see the industry going. I definitely think that's the, that's the future is not just game companies and then other forms of content companies like Disney, like HBO, like all that. I think we're going to see a consolidation within the entertainment industry as a whole coming together because we've seen now movies and TVs taking from gaming to create new content that has worked previously in the past in the reverse role where gaming looked to movies and TV and pulled and used to make games, even if they were crappy, they used to make games that correlated with movies and TV. And now we're seeing a return to that as well. So I see these two forces realizing and looking and saying, Hey, we can't have 30, 40 services out there. We, we can't do it. It's not going to survive, right? We, not everybody's going to sign up for 30 or 40 different subscription services. Right. We need to start consolidating. How can we work together? Well, all of a sudden, that's going to mean that those, those partnerships may become acquisitions so that the IP is all underneath one roof. And then you offer it in one service, like a Game Pass, like a PlayStation Now Plus, whatever they're going to call it, mm-hmm. service where everybody can have access to movies, TV, games, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, down the road. That's where I see this industry going. You know, it's going to start this gen. We're probably going to see it, you know, accelerate towards the end of this gen into the next one, depending on how things work out as technology catches up. But Jim Ryan was specifically talking about that. And yeah. you know what was funny, Steel? It brought it. A huge smile on my face when he was talking about art, right? He was talking about that that idea, and you've yeah. been all over this, brother, and me too, me too. But you specifically love to talk about this yeah. uh, part of it that that games are an art. That's not even yeah. a debate anymore. Um, and when he brought that up, I was just smiling. I was like, uh, "Steel, Steel, Steel's loving this right now. Oh, this facts. is right where he's at, man." And and you know, for somebody like a businessman like Jim Ryan to understand that, you know that that. You know, that that definitely, you know, boosted him a little bit in my eyes just because, you know, businessman, businessmen and sometimes the way that Jim come across mm-hmm. uh, can all can always be about the numbers. Mm-hmm. But if he does even pay a little bit of lip service like that, that means he does understand what he's running um, and what he's you know, what he's in charge of mm-hmm. is a little bit more special than just at the end of the day. A, a, a sale, right? That, right? that there is a little something more to it that gamers mm-hmm. don't look at it the way he does. Um, you know, I loved his little lifts, you know, his, his speech, you know, when they asked him what games he was playing, he went back to Ratchet and Clank and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, of at course. the end of the day, mm-hmm. we all know Jim, Jim, Jim's not a hardcore. Game. 
Jim, no. Jim ain't no gamer. Jim, no, Jim is no. not a gamer. But yes. but the numbers the numbers speak for themselves, and he knows what he's doing. And right. and and uh, there's a reason why, like you said, John Layden is no longer there. Um, Sean Layden's had some interesting interviews. Sean Layden is coming back in the spotlight lately. He said some um, interesting some, things too. <sighs> so, some stuff that don't make sense. Um, you know that that Sean I think is is maybe up in his feelings a little bit. We talked about that last week with, with stuff when people get wrapped up in their feelings a little bit, sometimes they say stuff that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense or comes across as being very naive as to where the industry is or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. Sean Layden's come across that way in a few interviews. Um, He's still a great guy. still love him. He's a gamer at heart. He appreciate, he he was a huge proponent of the indie game scene. Um, a guy who saw games truly as art and thought that everybody had deserved a chance, a shot um, at making it. Um, and so from that standpoint, I love the guy. Um, he's closer to Phil than obviously Jim is, um, or even Herman Holst is. I think that those two were were brothers from no, uh, from another as well uh, mm-hmm. in the way that they thought of gaining. Um, so I will always appreciate Sean Layden. But Jim Ryan, um, again, knows where this industry is going understands how where he's got to get playstation they're way behind they're going to have a catch-up phase they are going to have to make some moves um i think that he was speaking look look i don't ever think again still we've talked about this too Mm -hmm. i don't ever think they can have a one-for-one game pass service Mm -hmm. right i don't think they can match it one for one um from a money standpoint they don't have the money to invest they're going to have to take out they're going to have to get some outside resources. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think a lot of this stuff that he's starting to throw out there now is for investors. I think a lot of what he's speaking to is for the money guys out there ah. that are going to buy into their future plans. Sony's Sony's strong. PlayStation is the strongest name brand out there going, right? We know mm-hmm. this worldwide. I'm talking worldwide. I'm not talking about individual places, but PlayStation overall is one of the strongest brands next to Nintendo out there as far as gaming goes. I, again, there's nowhere you go where you say PlayStation that somebody doesn't know what you're talking about. 100%. Right? That, 100%. That's, that's the way it is. Yeah. So investors are going right. to be all on board in buying into what Jim's saying, especially when he starts out throwing numbers like hundreds of millions of people, right? That that's that's that that's those that's those right. those signals to everybody. Hey, we're in this also, like you've heard Phil say two to three billion, we're in this also for the big numbers, the big sales, right? Mm-hmm. We're not just satisfied with where we're at right now. We want to grow bigger because if they do want to catch up, if right. they they're going to have to go to, to a third party for servers, which we already know that they have a deal with, with uh, Microsoft for Azure, yes. but we don't know how big that deal is. And we certainly don't know if that deal includes the amount of servers they would need to offer a service like Game Pass, mm-hmm. because we just saw the, how huge the investment was for Xbox. They literally kind of, you know, cut off one of their fingers because yeah. they had to take, they had to take series x server you know series x chipsets to make upgrade the server blades which could have been an actual series x sale right now yeah and that's a lot it's a lot because mm-hmm. there's you need a lot of servers uh server blades to run what they're trying to do so sony's going to have to go outside uh for resources to get what they need as far as the back end goes to start something like this but they're but they are starting make no make no mistake about it so that's where i'm at with steel great interview 
Love to hear it again, just confirmed a lot of the stuff we've been talking on and speaking on here um, for sure. And letting people know what was happening. Um, You know, again, their, their, their extremist base are going to have an issue. Um, I already saw some spinning of it. I saw some people saying, well, he's not, he wants to grow his console market bigger. Look, no, that's not what he's talking about. That's not what he's talking about. It's cap. It's cap people. He's not going to get into other places. He needs to move elsewhere with accessibility. And he knows that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. That's the that's the main thing for me for the for this sp- particular topic is that you can't spin this, man. Like you, you're forcing. Now, look, everybody's open to interpret things however they want to interpret things, right? I, I don't care about that. You talk about whatever you want to talk about, how you want to talk about it. But if you're taking the interview for what it is, there's no spin on it. He's saying exactly what everybody else has been saying as far as having a service that's going to reach more of an audience than just the console. He said it in the interview, service, not consoles. Nobody is going to buy a billion consoles, point blank, period. You have three different consoles in the market currently, and they can't touch a billion. There's a deeper problem. And people have to get out of this mentality of, oh, it can only has to be in my ecosystem. It has to be this particular thing. Oh, if my system doesn't grow, then what's the point? If gaming doesn't grow, then what's the point? Gaming is bigger than it's ever been. And I bet we're still going to be damn near capped out by the time we get to the end of the generation. If we keep going the way that we're going with this mentality. That's why me and Paul say, hey, pull yourself back and look over the top. Look at take that RTS view and see and look at the other options that you have or scroll to the other side of the map and see what's over there. There might be some resources over there, right? Just to put some gaming references in there for y'all. I mean, it's one of those things to where if you cannot pull yourself out of it, you are going to be left behind in this ancient thinking at this point it's almost lethargic that no people can't get out of this whole one side versus the other side mentality we're trying to grow it bigger not stay in the same space that we've been in for the last 20 years and it gets and it's going to continue if it doesn't change that's why he's saying the things that he that he's saying and i genuinely genuinely believe again I'm one of those guys that have been standing on this hill that I think Game Pass is going to hit 50 million subs by January 15th, 2022. I'm not playing about that. Do I feel like it's because of Halo? Yeah, but guess what? Just like Disney did it. They, Disney didn't just have 200 million people out the gate. Disney had like less than 50 million people for a while. And then content started dropping. I think they had like 20 million people, if that, 15 million people. And then they started dropping content, content, Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel. And now they have over 200 million people sub to their service. And they can't unsub. I can't unsub from Disney Plus personally because they're giving me a ton of content that not only my kids love to watch, that my life loves to watch, that I'll get to watch whenever I have a moment. But they have constant IP. They have IP in there that keeps me invested. And that's the same thing that Xbox is doing. That's the same thing that PlayStation is going to do. And I think it's the same thing Nintendo's going to end up doing at some point. There's not a reason. They're not just rolling in retro games for no reason. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Nintendo, okay, maybe by 2050, okay? Maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe. 
<laughs> Maybe. No, and, and, and understand, yeah. and understand. Like, yeah. Giza Brian brought up a good point. Slow down, guys. We're not there yet. Consoles still king for now. Consoles, <laughs> your hardware is oh, always yeah. going to be king, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. But your hardware also has a service behind it, or within right. it, I should say. That's the number one thing that makes the Xbox ecosystem attractive at least for me personally and i feel like i can speak for pong also is that the ecosystem the services the customer service the overall network is solid and it's an amazing and it's an amazing thing and i feel like more brand not just brands but more companies should be looking at that comparing it to netflix comparing gaming to netflix is two different things Yep. Comparing gaming to any other type of media is two different things. M- music you can turn on whenever, right? And and, and it's play gaming, you have to put attention to, and that's right. why it's making this steady incline uh, throughout the years, especially throughout the last couple of years. Is because gaming has been it has went up, but at the same time, um, I believe there were the numbers they were saying that oh, gaming has fallen off since last year, and less people are gaming than they were previously. And it's like, yeah, but it's still up from what it was before. <laughs> I believe it was what the numbers were like. It was seventy, uh, less than seventy percent before, and it went up to seventy eight percent, and then or like almost eighty percent, and then it dropped back down to seventy six since last so, yeah, year. Yeah, it was seventy nine percent, and it dropped back down. Okay, to, it went from seventy three to seventy nine, dropped back down to seventy six. So, okay, and that's something that we would come to expect. But out of that difference, there are people who are going to stay invested. Uh, I, again, I saw an article, not that I believe it was yesterday, actually, that I was reading up on, that was saying that older gamers, I believe it was between the age of like 35 to like 47, yep. are like the biggest part of the gaming industry right now. Like they're the ones like kind of carrying it right now. Gen X, baby. You know what I'm saying? And then along with the people right behind them, which they call millennials or whatever the case might be that they like to consider us as. Um, (laughs) It's 90s kids and whatnot. (laughs) Late 80s, early 90s kids. Um, We're part of that also. We're going to be the same thing. We're going to get older and we're going to also be the ones that are funding the ecosystem. It's it's just about reaching that audience, man. Branching out. And again, that's just all about what's the overall goal is everybody has a similar goal yes ideals change mindsets change and we just have to be open to it yeah and if you can't be and you're going to close yourself off and you continue to downplay what's happening or try to defend your piece of plastic and say that it loses value because the company behind your favorite piece of plastic is now trying to expand their horizons guess what you're in a losing battle. And if you're going to come on social media and try to destroy other people's fun because of it, because you don't like where it's going and you want to try to get that, you know, you want to try to run with that narrative and you want to try to bully other people into believing that or to try to come to your side and hate on people who don't because they're happy for the industry that it's growing outside of what it used to be. Guess what? Get some help. Get some help. As I always say, get some help. I don't know what else to tell shout, you. Shout out to Yobi for, for saying if shout he, if he missed that, uh, missed out on the shout opportunity out, for the get sh- some help sh- segment. <laughs> get some help. Shout out to Yobi. Yes. No, get some help yeah. because you are clowns. Yeah. You are a clown show. I, you're, you're in the middle of the circus 
and you're playing with the lions and the zebras and all that kind of stuff. And you're not really paying attention to what's happening outside that circus tent. And again, for you guys to come off as knowledgeable gamers or as people who are uh, positive for this industry, you're not. Okay, you're limiting this industry. You're gatekeeping this industry yeah, nonstop. No, you're no. doing things that make people look at this the same way that Steele and I always talk about with those old looks of uh, a bunch of kids. You're, you're a bunch of adolescents, a bunch of children playing games yeah. instead of actually being adults about this. Adults understand how the world works. Adults have good concepts about how business works. If you've worked a day in your life, you get a concept of what a business is all about. Yeah. And if you can't remove yourself from that childlike behavior and step outside of that and look at this as an industry and look at this as for what it is, it's money-making machine right now, right. then I can't help you anymore and you need to go find some help. Because again, you, you've lost touch with what reality is. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But stop. Stop coming into this community. Stop trying to be this, this know-it-all Again, Steele and I talk about things, but we talk about it as our opinion is about looking. We're going to be wrong, right? right. We're going to be wrong. People are going to be wrong. But you want to know what's what, what's really wrong is trying to tell other people how they need to think or telling other people what they need to enjoy or not letting people just have fun because they make a post about a game with a screenshot and say, hey, I'm really having a great time with this game and walking into their comment section and having to somehow downplay it or destroy it or try to say it's trash why are you playing that game, that game right, exactly again just because it's not your favorite uh. box guess what your favorite box isn't always going to be your favorite box at the end of the day because if you take that narrow point of view they're going to do things you aren't going to like because guess what things change yep. i had to learn that myself right i had to learn that myself that's why i'm here right now and I can simply state that Star Wars isn't the Star Wars I grew up with, but I can still say that I love my Star Wars. It just ain't for me what they currently did. Right. And I'm okay with that. I have to sit back. Yes, I can go on a rant about it and I could talk about what they did wrong. Yeah, but at the I end of the day, I'm not going to tell somebody else they are wrong for enjoying that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell a younger person who went out and watched the new Star Wars and absolutely loved it and found mm -hmm. something that they really liked about it. I'm not going to tell that kid they can't like it, right? Why? Because it just changes, man. And that's okay. If it's not for you anymore, it's okay. You don't have to go down kicking and screaming in flames. You can just say, you know what? They've moved on past me. Nintendo moved past me in a different direction. I ain't with it. That's okay. That's, I still respect the hustle. I still respect what they got going on over there. So stop with the gatekeeping. Go out there. Get some help. Dragonheart Yobi, I hope that was enough. Get some help for you. <laughs> Love you, brother. Uh, but, uh, man, yeah, no, I think this uh, – I'm excited, Steel. I'm excited nah, to see what too. this gen brings, man. Me too. There's so much going on, man. I can't wait to see where we're at. Me too. So, I mean, and we keep touching on that, man, where, again, with golden age of gaming, age of accessibility, age of just potential, honestly. Uh, honestly, we, need, we should probably get that on a shirt uh, <laughs> and start selling that. To be completely honest, should, along with the uh, get some help shirt, <laughs> um, <laughs> get some help. <laughs> and then uh, Massive Rec brought up, brought up the the whole Pegasus Nation thing. Yeah, that fits in with the line, and I'm pretty sure Pong would agree with me. Of that shit is corny. Just corny as fuck. It's, it's, that shit is a fucking it's, clown it's a show. It's, to it's be completely joke. honest with you, I don't I don't yep. give a I don't give a damn how you feel about it. 
you're you're starting again, starting a group full of people who are gatekeeping a hobby. What else Guess do you what? do with your fucking life? Can you tell and me guess that? what? Please. Guess what? The, 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 it's just jokes thing doesn't work anymore. No, okay? no, 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 no. It's corny. It's not just jokes amongst friends. You do that in private. You do that amongst yourselves. You do that little stuff. If you're doing it in the public eye, it's because you are trying for to attention, create a attention. narrative and for mm -hmm. attention exactly pure and simple. And you're putting, you're putting negative energy out in the world is the point at the end of the day. And we should all try to put less negative energy out there because guess what? There's already too much of it. And we should try to look at the positive side of things. I don't say that you have to be happy all the time. I'm a realist. I understand that that doesn't work. But what you put out to the rest of the world, if you're putting out garbage like that, you're not adding anything. You're subtracting from people's lives. And you're subtracting from the experience of what this community could be as a whole, which should be celebrating the golden age of gaming right now across all platforms. What's happening right now is special. So, and again, man. hey, to each their own. That's what makes us yep. different, and we'll continue yep. to preach these things and continue to say these things. And um, that's the that's just the leg we stand on. Uh, we just because we're just not so caught up in our own feelings and our own opinions and everything else, and we look at everything from an outside view. Uh, I don't think it's a negative. Uh, I think it's it's actually an extreme positive because we're being more open about it right uh and allowing the people to have more of a educated opinion rather than just some nonsensical bullshit just to be honest man um like having fun and, and telling jokes and shit like that is cool but at some point you can't make fun of the happy of the handicapped kid and just say oh it's just jokes no it's not just jokes this shit ain't funny it's not corny i mean it's not, not not that it's not corny it is corny um there's nothing to get around that if you're dancing around it you have a deeper problem like pong said yes master Rector, i did watch dave Chappelle. i thought it was awesome um but like pong said you need to get some help with that being yep. said uh that's actually a good point pong did you uh well you don't watch much tv but did you get any uh on a side note uh did you get any sites of the new dave Chappelle stand up uh, no, I've I've uh, read up on it and stuff. I will probably be dipping into that. I love Chappelle. Uh, uh, I've yeah. watched all of his specials. He said some uh, funny shit. It, it was funny. Yeah, fun. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought. Yeah. Again, I, I, again, this is a whole other topic for a whole different yeah, show. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. But, but at the end note. of the day, <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, nothing but respect and love uh, for Chappelle and keeping mm -hmm. comedy real because there are now people that are trying to shut down comedy yeah. because they don't like what people are when you shut down comedy guess what it's it's over we were just talking about jokes amongst friends professional comedians people who go tell jokes for a living mm -hmm. have every right to touch on every subject that they want to as long as they they keeping it real across everything and Chappelle he does slams it. everybody every he does every and, and that is where we we can't cross we can't cross lines like that yeah so i'm happy he's still out there doing his thing Facts. um despite everybody else and uh yeah i probably will be watching the show because i love that I, did, I just wanted i wanted to bring that up just because master rec brought it up and i did watch it um and i i thought it was hilarious he had me crying at some points um but again i also come from that old school of uh old school def jam you know what i'm saying of the comedy jams and things like that so i'm used to that type of shit you know what i mean i grew up with that type of shit but uh let's do the here or there let's look move. i grew up on eddie murphy raw for god's sake i man. did come on, i love come that. On. i love <laughs> that's my come, shit eddie come on man I, i'm like again side note i'm salty that he apologized for it 
Yeah. Oh, so am I. To me. Completely 110. I'm salty. Apologize yep. for it. Because I, nope. Again, that's what makes comedians so great. But anyway, yep. uh, that's a whole another topic for a whole another time. <laughs> uh, oh, that was a good time. That was a good point, uh, Master Rect. And I appreciate that. That's what makes the chat so great. Again, bring that life to bring the life to the podcasting space. That's what it's about, man. The energy, the passion. Um, all right. With that being said, okay, we kind of came off of a, of a bit of a serious conversation and we want to lead it into another serious conversation because I'm pretty sure it's going to be something that me and Pong are probably going to be in and out of all weekend long. And that is Battlefield 2042. Now, I'm going to start off with myself because I know Pong, you know, we went, went, went quite a bit for talking. I'm going give, to give him some room and he's, he got some allergy things. I want his throat to get, get some time to be able to chill out for a minute. No, no, I'm But, um, Battlefield. Uh, I definitely want to give people my opinions on it because I, I mean, again, I'll say it again. I've been a Battlefield player since Battlefield 2 on PC. So I've been playing Battlefield for a very, very long time. I don't mind Battlefield only being multiplayer only. And, it's, and I kind of talk, I talked with my wife about this with a little bit in the background. My main concern for Battlefield 2042 is the overall structure of the game currently. I was playing it on Series S and it did not look that great. It played, it played fine, 60 FPS, everything else, but it was extremely pixelated as far as like the depth of field goes, everything. I was telling Pong, because uh, you know how they went, you had the one map that has a tornado come through and everything. I was telling Pong, like, because he was talking about, man, look at that, look at the tornado and everything. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the tornado on Series S. I'm looking at the tornado and it's fucking pixelated. I'm like, well, okay, well, that just kind of takes me out of the experience. And along with some other things that are kind of pulled me out of the experience. Now, the only reason I make that comparison is because, unfortunately, Call of Duty doesn't have that problem. Yeah, as, as great as Call of Duty may or may not be, especially Warzone, it doesn't seem to have that problem. For a multiplayer-only game that you're charging people $60 to $70 for, of course, us, being me and Pong, $100 for, and you only have multiplayer, I have a concern about the way the game is current, uh, where the game currently is at this point. Compare, especially coming off of the Halo Infinite beta or flight, because I don't, again, I don't want to consider that a beta either. That's a flight. I, 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 they don't, they're not signal, they're not saying, oh, it's an alpha, it's a beta, it's a Charlie, what, they're not saying any of that. So I have to call it a flight. I just feel like there's a big distinguishing factor there. But Battlefield, this is the beta. This is, hey, we're releasing the game next month and give you, here's an early peek of what we have. Now, if in the background I've been hearing that, oh, this is a three-month-old build, if those things are true, then I have, and I do have some hope. But I have also seen people make some solid points and say, hey, well, why would you why would you give your first uh, look at this game before a month out and then say that this is a three month old build? Well, there could be plenty of reasons for that. They could be could be working on the current build and it's not ready for it to be play tested or whatever else the case might be. But I also understand where people are coming from with that. 
There's a lot of things as far as like pop-ins, as far as people randomly floating in the air, as far as you falling through the map, as long as as uh, as well as you going up an elevator and you falling through the elevator, um, you going through doors, the doors don't open. Um, you just walk through them. Uh, like I'm so you're Casper. Everybody's Casper. Um, there's some hit detection issues. There are visual issues other than just uh the pop-ins and everything there's some visual glitches um my game has to, at least on series s has had some bad screen tearing now on pc it has not been that bad pretty much how pong is probably going to touch on his experience is pretty much of what i've had on pc thus far except for still falling through the map um clipping through things uh, randomly falling through the elevator, uh, walking through walls and things like that is still a problem. But where the game is currently at, I am worried about Battlefield. And I don't want to be worried about Battlefield because underneath it all is an amazing game. The best Battlefield potentially to date, to be completely honest, especially for a modern Battlefield. Being able to drop in a vehicle based off of how you're how well you're doing or just I, I believe that's what it's based off of, that's what it seems like based off of how well you're doing by tapping the lb rb or l1 r1 depending on what console you're playing is an amazing thing you're not stuck in the middle of the field no more you can call down a dog you can call down a vehicle you call down a tank you have so many options available to you not only that but me and Pun were playing together and we're having an amazing experience having that classic battlefield feel uh going around point to point, catching bodies, uh, picking each other up, uh, continuously pushing forward and pushing forward. And it was just mainly me and him together, but it gave you that classic battlefield. Man, we're in war. We're, we're killing folks. We're picking each other up. We're keeping each other ammoed up and just making sure to push forward throughout the map. I am leaning on the fence of team, please delay this game. Reason being, one, I feel like they could do something iconic with the date. It being 2022 next year, I feel like it would be an amazing thing for them to really play off of that and say Battlefield 2042 releasing 2022-2022. I think that would be an amazing marketing thing for them. Not only that, but it would give them plenty of time to make sure that the game is right. Because I would hate for what to happen Battlefield to come out, have the same thing that happened with Battlefield 4, people not play the game until way later on, and then by that time, it kind of doesn't matter. That would be extremely irrelevant, especially for, uh, not irrelevant, but it would be extremely unfortunate for a game that they are charging you $60 for. I don't think in the current standing of the game, it's worth the $60 to $70. Does that mean that I'm gonna keep it's gonna keep me from investing in it? Probably not, because I'm a Battlefield fan and I can see it. I can, no matter if they put it out next month or not, I know within three months at the bare minimum that this game is gonna be right. And me as a Battlefield fan, I can't help but to invest because every Battlefield has been solid, especially at least for the modern ones. I wasn't a fan of one, Battlefield 1, and I wasn't a fan of Battlefield 5, really. But I can't deny that they didn't, that they played smooth. They did. But they also, again, going along with this whole Battlefield stigma, did not come out that well on release. 
which is why I want them to push this back because this is one of those opportunities that can make or break Battlefield. It really can. It has a lot of things working, working in its favor, honestly. It looks and plays better than Call of Duty does, Vanguard at least. I know that for sure from everything that I've seen between the two. I haven't had a chance myself to play Vanguard, and I'm not going to play it. So Battlefield is in a prime opportunity because it's different enough from Halo and it's different enough from Call of Duty to stand in its own laurels and still survive with Halo. It can I, again, would personally want them to push it back just to do more polishing, to do more work on the back end, to make sure that this game comes out as complete as it can possibly be. Now, people are going to say, oh, well, you didn't feel that way about Halo. Again, Halo is the only game that is on, on one console that has to do everything. Battlefield is doing one thing along with customization because i don't want to seem like i don't want to make it seem like it's simple because they're adding every era of battlefield into this game but they're doing one thing and it needs to be done right it needs to be it needs to be smooth it needs to play right and it doesn't need to get necessarily because who cares about metacritic i don't care what it gets on metacritic but it needs in the eyes of the user in the eyes of the player needs to be seen in its best light possible especially when you're comparing it to other betas or other flights that have come out around it it has been the least polished of them all to be honest but it's not as bad as other people have been trying to make it seem that's the other thing also so keep that in mind but with that being said Punk, I want to pass it off to you because both me and you are pretty much on the same page as far as how we feel about Battlefield. We both love it. We want it to be the best that it can be. The main difference that I know is that you want the game to release on the release date. You want it to release next month regardless. Now, I also know that you said, hey, if it has to happen, it has to happen. But you're selfish, as you as a selfish gamer, want it to come out because you've been having a blast with it, right? Yeah. You haven't been having the issues. And again, we're not here to undermine anybody else's issues, whatever else the case might be. We know that. We always do that. We always make that aware that, yes, this is our experience and only our experience and kind of go off a of keynotes from every other things that we've been seeing. In your personal opinion, how are you feeling about Battlefield? How do you think that the game needs to be delayed for the betterment of Battlefield? And is this kind of like a one in a million opportunity for DICE and Battlefield as an IP just to get it right? Yeah, like, look, <laughs> this is tough. Let me, let me start. I, I did this on Xbox Ultimate last night too. First of all, I am not um, I'm not going to take away from anybody else's experience. I believe I watched Mav's live stream uh, when he was live streaming it. So I saw what he was seeing mm -hmm. and it wasn't, he had much bigger issues than I've seen, right? The, the extent of the issues that he was having on screen mm -hmm. uh, was to a much greater degree than I've seen playing this game. Um so I know the experiences of people are real. I'm not taking away from that. Again, as Steele just said, personal experience is what it is. 
maybe I got lucky, maybe I got lucky, maybe for whatever reason, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I have not had the extent of uh, the problems to the extent that uh, a lot of people are having. Um, and there does seem to be a little bit of cyberpunk going on here yes. in which some people are having a completely different experience than others. Yeah. Um, again, not to say that I, yeah, yeah. Not that I, I, again, there was people playing cyberpunk on series X that were having major freaking issues, the same as like the, the last gen. Mm-hmm. And then there was some of us on next gen con- on the, on the series console that was, we're not having hardly anywhere near those problems. So right. I think I am seeing, a, it's so strange. Like this, this, this is happening, like that people can have these wildly different experiences with it. Now, yeah, I'm not saying that my game is bug free, but by no means. Hell no. Okay. This game. That gunner seat. (laughs) Yeah. The gunner seat. Look, people flying up in the air. I've seen that. You know, Mav had one where he was sliding across the the, the map. Okay. I haven't Mm -hmm. had it to that degree, but the twitching, the the weird body stuff, all of that I've had. Um, I've had, you know, I've had the uh, shadows flickering, just not to the extent that was on his screen. His screen was like, whoa, it was like a trip, right? It was like a trippy experience. I've had the shadows flickering. Um, I've had the artifacting. Um, I've had that stuff happen. It just hasn't. And again, I've stated that this specifically on this show. I am a gamer and not everybody's like this by no means. I know I'm in a small percentage of people mm-hmm. or a smaller percentage of people, I should say, in the minority. I don't, bugs to me don't affect if I'm enjoying a game unless they are game breaking bugs. Yes, that I has can, to pull I me can, out. Mm-hmm. I can put I up with a lot more than a, than the average gamer and I get that. So again, when I speak about games, I'm straight up front about that. Mm-hmm. Um that that I will point out the bugs, but there there are thing there are people who see screen tearing in games. I don't see screen tearing in games. I don't know if I've ever experienced I've like looked up personal videos yeah, you'll know. to try to try to see, but but to me, I just don't think I I just don't think I notice it. Like I'm not looking for that stuff when I go to play a game. I didn't so I didn't for, see it. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, so 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 it. so for me, again, um, it's a different I, I look at things differently. So yes, Steel, you were right. For from a selfish gamer standpoint, I want this game to release because Battle look, I was looking forward to two games this year, Starfield. Mm-hmm which again was never set in stone. I understand that. I just really thought I had a shot at this year. I was looking for Starfield. I was looking for Battlefield. Mm-hmm. I'm a casual Halo fan. What Halo has shown me has been absolutely fantastic. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of Halo. Okay, don't get me wrong there. It's just not one of the games I was most looking forward to this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, Halo is Halo what it is to me. It's right. just never been that big of a deal. Okay, but I understand why it is. Again, I will give I give Halo all the props. It's going to return to the king, the top of the mountain this year. Okay, it absolutely is. I have no doubt about that. It's going to be the most played game. Battlefield was just one I was looking forward to. I've been waiting eight years longer. Me too. Than the, the, the longer than the Halo fan base has been waiting for a new Halo. Yep. I've been waiting for a modern day Battlefield. Yep. For them to return to form. Okay. Uh, play uh, Battlefield Four was a mess when it launched. Yep. Um, it eventually got to a really good state. Yep. Battlefield Four is excellent. Amazing. Bad com- Battle Bad Bad Company Two is my favorite. Amazing. My second favorite is Battlefield Three. Um, I was trying to think last night in Xbox Ultimate what's the last Battlefield came that came out that wasn't broken, uh, into some degree. Uh, and I think it's either Bad Company Two. It was Bad I Company Two. Bad, 
I think it was Bad Company 2. Battlefield yep. 3 had there, it didn't have major issues. It had minor issues, yeah. which they cleaned up real quick. And that's why a lot of people think Battlefield 3 is their favorite. Um, Battlefield 4 was a mess. Um, and then ever since then, you know, I think Battlefield 1 launched in a really good state. Uh, they did have some issues with some things, but they fixed those right away. Uh, but again, that's 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 an old style of warfare that I liked. I did like Battlefield 1, but it was an old style that kind of just, I, for me, yeah. got old after a while, pun intended. I understand. I use it twice. So coming into Battlefield 2042, I freely admit that I have bias, that I have uh, just, I just want it because yeah. I want it. I'm overlooking things um, to a certain degree just because that's me um, when it comes to, to games. So, yes, yeah, selfishly, I want it to launch. But I have said repeatedly on this show, on other shows, when mm -hmm. we talk about Battlefield, I am scared for the franchise as a whole. I said that EA and DICE need to stick this landing. If they don't stick this landing, I don't know where this franchise goes in the future. Um, even though they have a big plan with this one, mm -hmm. and I have faith that they would fix whatever they're going to fix. Again, yeah. playing Battlefield 5 from day one to day now is night and day from oh, where yeah. it was. Feels completely okay? different. Night and for day. Sure. Uh, you can even go look at Battlefront, Star Wars. Yeah. What night that launched as and what that is now, there are people who honestly play that game nonstop right now because it is such a great experience. Yeah, they fun. fix their game. So I have no doubt about that, but they need to stick this landing because they cannot afford to lose any more of their base. They have a golden opportunity with the state that Vanguard is in. Yeah, Halo is going to be Halo and Halo is looking fantastic. It's going to be the king. But with the state that Vanguard's in, Battlefield has that opportunity to slide into that role, that modern warfare style game that a lot of people love. And they have a golden opportunity to steal some of the Call of Duty fan base. Not all of it. Call of Duty is going to sell like gangbusters. It is what it is. I right. Can't, right. I can't. We, again, it's like Madden. It's like anything else. It sells like gangbusters because of the name, but it's in a terrible state. There are, there are people ripe for the picking to convert back over to battlefield again yep. if they nail this 100 uh, out the gate i have great fear i can only hope and pray that the three month old um you know version that they are claiming this is uh is what it is and that they fix a lot of the major stuff that we see going on that people other people are experiencing i can only hope and pray that's the case i can only hope and pray that this is not a cd project red style press release mm -hmm trying to make things seem better than they really, really are um, because they have to, uh, because the board, uh, because the higher ups at EA uh, and the board are not going to allow this game to be delayed again. Even if it needs it, they're going to push this thing out uh, from what they are saying right now. I think this is coming out hell or high water. And I don't think that there's anything stopping it right now. Um as you alluded to, Steele, if it had to be delayed, I'd be personally devastated, but I would understand because, mm -hmm. again, I want this game to be good and I want people to be able to enjoy this game for the right reasons, not hate it for the wrong reasons. I don't want this to turn into that situation because then if they can't nail this and it does not succeed the way they need it to succeed, then I fear for DICE as a team. I think that this is going to be the old EA that yeah. steps in uh, and dismantles this team. And then the way forward 
with Battlefield becomes very, very murky. Um, I said it on last night on Xbox Ultimate, if they were to disband DICE and there was no team um, that was handling Battlefield, really the only savior that they could ever do, and I don't know if they could do it just because the team isn't big enough um, right now to handle as many projects as they're handling, is give it to Respawn and have Respawn reboot it or fix it or whatever the case may be, that would be the only way out of this. So for me, I'm scared. I'm really scared because Battlefield is one of my favorite franchises of all time, as, as you guys can tell. I don't want to see it go away. It has a place. It's unique. Mm-hmm. It's different from Call of Duty. It gives you a totally different experience than you can find elsewhere with modern sh- warfare shooters. Um, and I don't want to see this franchise go into a state of limbo. I don't want to see that happen. I think they've got a lot of good things going. I think the portal that they've created where you can edit mm-hmm. the the battle the battles, um, the battle style, and then you can bring in the old or you can bring in the you know bad company two stuff. You can bring it, I think it's genius and I think it has a lot of potential. Yeah. I think down the road we could see it expand even further where you yeah. can edit the maps. I, I think it has a ton of potential and I don't want to see this thing fail. Um like you were talking about steel, my experience within the beta, I've been playing it um, every night uh, when I've had the chance. Um, I'm up to like level, I think, 15 now. Um, so I've put in the time in this game and I'm still having a great time. Uh, like you were talking about steel the day that we got the team up um, and play some the night we did. Look, there was times where we were like, you know, in Battlefield, you're running around and, and there's, you know, you seem to be running forever. You get sniped. Yeah, that's still there, right? Because yeah, this map is gigantic. It's 128 players. This map is gigantic. Um, it's Battlefield. But when we got into that point-to-point firefight steal, there was, when you rescued me like four times, when, you, when I was down like four times, yeah. we probably had... I don't know, looking at the map, it's hard to judge, but I think I, I'm guessing we must have had about 40, 40 to 50 people between those two points on both sides, battling it out with copters overhead, with airplanes. Thanks rolling that, in. <laughs> dude, that was crazy. Yeah. Like the that was classic battlefield three feeling. That was peak battlefield. Um and there's nothing like it. Like I was just having such a good time. I know still got sick and tired of me going, God, man, this is so much fun. Oh my God. This, this oh. Feel, oh my God. I feel like I'm back in the old days again. This was, it was just straight up. There's no other experience it like that. When you get that big of a group of people on one point trying to bat, well, actually it's now because the way they've done it, they, a couple of the control points on the, the conquest map are now broken up into like point a point b so you have to control both and actually in order to actually have that control point so you get these battles where the enemy's on one side they've got one half of the control point you got the other half the control point and you guys are coming across and you got the tunnels underneath Mm -hmm. that whole tunnel thing is fantastic like trying to control the tunnels um i love it I absolutely freaking love it. Um, like you said, the, the, the base, the core gameplay is there for this to be special. The weather that they've added in, the tornado is absolutely yeah. just a sight to behold. Uh, the rocket shift taking off is a sight it's, to yeah. behold. The videos that people, I, again, I'm not one of those guys that does crazy things in Battlefield. I'll have my moments where I do you know, some yeah, cool I'm, stuff. 
but I'm not those guys that plan it out or that have the knack to pull those things off. But I'm man, the videos guy. that I'm, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the things that I've seen already, uh, you know, I saw a guy uh, use his drone ability, leave his drone on the ground. His buddies came over, piled up a bunch of C4 on it, right? That's all this big pile of C4. And then he took off the drone and flew it into a helicopter and his buddy blew it up with the C4. Dude, that's the stuff that just gets me like, oh my God, it's so amazing to watch these guys. You know, I saw another guy finally grapple the rocket. I saw a video where he actually grapples the rocket as he's taking off and goes as high as he can go before the rocket and the grapple disappears. And he was way above the map. It looked like the overview map when you're spawning in. That's, that's how fire. high he was. Man, that's that stuff is just classic. Um, that the only in battlefield hashtag. Yeah. Um, that that's the stuff that I love about this. And that core gameplay is there. The guns feel great. Yes. I do. The sound when it's working Ooh. is, is off. It sounds good. It sounds really good. Yeah. Chris. I do have, I, I have found some issues with the spatial sound with the, yes. with the people walking um, and being able to detect, uh, where people are and where gunfire is coming from. Um, and sometimes the sound will glitch out and, and you won't get that that explosion that just dropped by you or you won't get that gunfire right next to you like it's supposed to be right um i have seen that that's an issue that they have to fix because they are known for their sound but when the sound is kicking yo there's nobody that does sound better than dice at the end of the day with with a battlefield uh there's just things that you again bullets whizzing by you that sniper shot that just barely misses your head Yo, <laughs> when, you, when you hear that tank fire, where'd that come from? Yeah, exactly. So that that is all there. Um, and it, it's the pieces are in place. Let's yeah. put it there. But they, they don't have the puzzle put together. So, again, I'm not going to take away from anybody's or deny anybody else's experience. There's been people that have had awful experiences. Uh, shout out to Mr. Bad Bit Joe last night. He came in hard right i i came in with this this basic speech here about mm -hmm. how much i'm enjoying it that they do need to fix some things joe came in hard and said it's a broken mess and he won't play this he he said he would he would give it a three out of a ten right now and he said it's a broken mess um and so shout out to him that's his experience and I'm, again i'm not taking sure. it away from him um but i've seen some people enjoying it like i have i i i just i just again i'm scared for dice i'm scared for the franchise as a whole um, and I just really, really hope they have it fixed. Um, and I, and, you know, and I go so far as to say is if anybody from there is listening, which again, we're a small podcast, nobody is, but if they were to listen to this, look guys, if you convince the higher ups to delay it because you guys need more time, do it. I want this to be the biz, biggest success yeah. possible. If you need to delay it till spring, if you need to delay it till summer next year to get things right, do it, do it in a heartbeat make this the best battlefield ever. Vanguard is going to come out broken as all get out. It's not going to be fixed. Activision does not fix their games. Call of Duty Cold War to this day is still broken for many people. Uh, look, you got a golden opportunity here. Make Battlefield 2042 the best game possible. I'll wait for it. I'll be devastated, but I'll wait for it. Uh, and I'll be ready day one. Um, I, I know you guys probably aren't going to do that, but but that would be my my pitch to them. Just Just take the time you need because this game is special. Yeah. It has a chance to be really yeah. special. Hundred percent. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm fully on board with you on that. Uh, I actually wanted to bring us, bring up some of the things that are brought up in the chat. Sly Crow, um, the Sly Crow, I should say. As do you guys think Conquest is a competitive mode? Um, for me personally, 
because there's too much going on. I don't see 64 people getting together. You can't have that many people in a party. <laughs> but um, even in squads, I I don't think Conquest is a competitive mode because so much can go on and it kind of goes back and forth. I guess it could be if you like it, said, it hey, I, we're going to play this competitively. See, yeah, I'd love to see 128 people yeah. get together like that were competitive players team right. up and do a 64 on 64. I think that would be dope. That would be, dude, can you imagine the people that can fly helicopters and planes, man, if you had specialists like that, yeah. man, that would be, that would be something cool to see, but do Overall, I think it's competitive? No. no. Yeah. Conquest yeah. is not competitive. You and the re- the biggest reason I say that is because you hardly can't find people half the time. You know what I mean? And, and when you do, you either get sniped or when you do end up finding people, it's not like you can rack up tons of kills. I mean, you can, but it's not like competitive in the way like other shooters are. You know what I mean? But I do believe it's going to have its competitive side to it. Every battlefield has had a small quarter kind of fight that you could also have also where or small scale uh conquest or small or rush or things like that i would consider those modes more of a um, competitive mode more than anything else but the one thing that did turn me off from this um and i think as the slack girl also brought this up was the whole the medic thing the medic class is kind of irrelevant like it's kind of useless. Oh, they basically took it out. Like, what's the you, point of you, being a medic, other than having because not oh not only you got that, the dart gun and well, you can't okay. see the health of people, so you don't okay. even know who you're supposed to shoot with the health. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, there's that, but then like previously, yeah. the medic was the only one that had a defibrillator. The medic was the only one that had a med pack. The medic, like, if you didn't have a like, the, a medic made a difference, especially if you had a, like a crew of. S- solid me- medics yep they yep. made a hell of a difference they're like they could turn the war on a fight quick you know what i mean um that felt kind of pointless because i mean yeah it has is useless but at the same time is it useful is it worth it more than you getting an engineer class and maybe is it worth giving up a medic pack for no is it worth giving up an rpg or some kind of launcher for a medic pack no, I don't. I don't think so, personally. Uh, there's especially in this game, like no. I, I need. I need. A, I need some kind of launcher. In an RPG, I need something to shoot some vehicles out the sky. I need something, um, especially with me having a defibrillator because I can just pick you up, honestly. And, and that's the that's the biggest thing, which I think is a positive, even though people act like they don't they don't pay attention and can't see, but. Because you could pick every Eddie and everybody up if you got the time to do it, which is it's it's a cool feature, but it makes the medic class kind of completely useless, at least to me. Now, again, it has a dart gun, has you got see the health bars and things like that. That's cool and all, but it just kind of takes away from the whole class perspective, which is like that's the other thing is that you can literally mix and match, which is cool, but at the same time, don't give me classes then. (laughs) <laughs> because you kind of yeah. you're pulling away from why there was classes in battlefield in the beginning like you're completely pulling away from it if you're just going to let me do whatever i want then just let me pick a soldier do the same thing call of duty does let me pick a soldier pick a gun pick whatever um side thing i want whatever attachment i want and then go from there if i if that's the case 
I don't know. That's just me, and that's how that's how I've been looking at it. But let's do the hair there. No, uh, no, I, I I totally agree with you. And shout out to Geezer. You're right, Geezer. I, I again for all you battlefield players out there, the ninety percent of you don't run past the teammate. Please start reviving. <laughs> I, I may, maybe you can use the excuse that well, I'm not used to this that I can pick up people, but it shows you on the screen that you can pick up people. I hate that. That that's just dude. Come on, man. This is not Call of Duty. Go play Call of Duty if you want KD. Yeah. Okay, go play Call of Duty. Play Battlefront or Battlefield the right way. Um, here's the other small thing I will say. I've been playing against probably about 75 to 80% uh, on PC players mm-hmm. uh, while I'm playing this game. And yeah. outside of sniping, they've done a great job of not giving the PC players uh, a big advantage outside of the long distance sniping. Long distance sniping is still way skewed towards a PC player versus a versus a controller player. I should say keyboard and mouse player um, skewed heavily towards them. They do have a much better shot at taking you out before you can take them out with the controller. Um, but otherwise, close combat, I yeah. have not felt that it's big a difference. I've not lost too many fights. There have been a couple where I've been like, okay, PC. Uh, but for the most part, it's pretty even. And they've done a nice job with that. So. Yeah. Uh, the only other complaint that I kind of have is the, yeah. and it could just be because it's the beta. Yeah. I'm playing on PC, Pong's playing on console. I don't have a way to invite anybody. I can't type in yeah. a search yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah. I can't do anything to get any kind of invite. And it's supposed to be, the game is crossplay, obviously, but I can't send an invite out. Where's the party option? They, they, they've come out and addressed that steel. Okay. They said they're working on that. And they're also working on some UI changes. Cause I know uh shout out to Ains uh, Porsche power over mm-hmm. at season gaming. He hates the UI. Uh, and a lot of people have been complaining about it's it. Kind of so they said they are, yeah, they said they are working. It's not battlefield five. It's much better than battlefield. Yeah, 5. It is. Battlefield five was a shit show. That UI still sucks to this. I can't stand it. Uh, this is much better. The change on the fly stuff is amazing. amazing I know some yeah. people some people complain that it's too big, that it takes up the screen while you're running. You can't see what you're doing, but it should be a quick change once you know the weapons, what mm. you want and what, what you're going for. Right. And, but to be able to do that, and once you get used to pushing the buttons to make that change, it is quick. You can be in and yeah. out of that that menu. I love that. Uh, but they are working on the UI, so hopefully okay. they do make some changes there. And the and the X's to like the 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 on screen um, uh, type is so small uh, to get into a vehicle or to to resurrect somebody or to bring revive somebody. uh, That is an issue too that they need to fix. And also, when a gun falls next to a guy and you go to revive him, because I am a guy. Oh my god! And you pick up their gun. It just swaps. (laughs) You can't get out of that swapping. Like it's awful. So they do need to fix some of that. Yeah, again, these things is what makes me worry about it is because these are the types of things that are like, um, mm, basic stuff that should have been probably done mm, right away. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh man, like that's what I was doing with Paul the whole time. I was like, I'm, I'm having a good time, but it's like, I'm seeing certain things and it's like, especially on the Series S, I was seeing certain things. I was like, oh yeah, man, I don't know. But then it would kind of turn right back into okay now I'm, I'm I'm having a good time with it it's not a problem uh, I don't know it's just going back and forth it it is it is what it is um, he said also character identity uh, enemy uh, wandering dust's enemy identification is impossible that's Battlefield though man uh, to be completely honest with you you it never Battlefield has never been the game to put a name over the other player's head or put a, some kind of marker representing that that's the enemy. You just have to know because your teammates have names on their heads. You know what not I'm saying? Be, 
Yeah, not until you yeah, not until you actually get crosshairs on them. Yeah, and, until you get crosshairs. Yeah. Or you got to use the drone, and you can use yeah. the drone to identify. At people. that point, but Battlefield has always been that way, where it's not going to tell you. It's not going to tell you. You're going to be far away if a person's far away and they're shooting at you, and they just have good <laughs> aim. You're going to die, <laughs> like, and you're not going to know where you died from. It it is what it is. Luckily, there is some kill cam, um, but it is what it is. Uh, with that being said, I mean, we're about two and a half hours into the show already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, it seems like to be a consistent thing. Uh, I uh, I do. I don't know if I want to make this a four hour show today. Uh, I do got yeah. some things I got to handle uh, right after the show. Take the kids to parks and whatnot. But um, there is a couple more things that we can touch on quickly. Um, for example, another important thing that I feel like is to to bring up is the speaking of things that are kind of broken and uh, need some help right now. Uh, the whole Marvel's Avengers thing. Oh, Jesus. Um, and I just wanted to bring this up really quickly because, um, you know, Crystal Dynamics came out and said, oh, there's only going to be cosmetic microtransactions. And now they have leveling microtransactions. And that just leads credence to there being mm, multitude of different things that are going to end up being in this game that they said wasn't going to be in this game. Now, is that because the game didn't do well? Hmm, probably. More than likely, that's what exactly why they're doing it, because they need to make up their money somehow. Uh, I think the game being in Game Pass was a godsend. I felt like the game should have been in Game Pass from day one, right. to be completely honest. I don't care. If, just resting on the fact that it's a Marvel IP is not good enough. It's, you're not Spider-Man. Wolverine, I don't, still I don't think is going to be able to do it, because you just can't say, oh, it's Marvel, so it's going to sell. Sure, but it also has to be a good game. It also has to give people, keep people invested. And obviously people weren't invested. It has the same issue that um, Godfall has. It has the same issue that, uh, what other game had the same thing? Uh, Anthem had, and just carried on those same mantles of games that seem like they want to be looter, whatever games, but don't have any spectrum of how to do it correctly. Outriders. So. Uh, Outriders, another one. Same thing. Over time, it did get better over time. But man, you had wow. three months there where towards nowadays the end, you don't have that time. You don't, you don't have that time. Especially with me. Get that time. Especially with yeah. me. I gave you I gave you plenty of time, Outriders. I had 60 days where I was kind of investing in the game. Yeah. And at the end of that 60 days, and I only say 60 days because I can remember being two months, I was fully invested in the game. Yeah, and we then, beat it. We beat yeah, it and we beat it, and we beat it together and everything. But after two months grinding everything else, me having issues getting weapons or leveling up, damage not being outputted right, them making up and down changes, balancing issues, I dropped the game, Yep, unfortunately. And I was enjoying it. I was. But it didn't keep me invested, and that is a problem, especially going into an era of you're either going to do it right or you're going to do it wrong. Easy. And in this era, you cannot do that because you can easily be replaced by another game. There are too many free-to-play games out there for you to come out with a game that you're making people pay full, full price for mm-hmm. or in this example for Game Pass where you want people to be fully invested in and don't do anything about it or the game didn't, wasn't ready and needed time. Just, I feel like over time, there's going to just be more and more references to scenarios like this. And it's unfortunate, but 
It has to lead credit somewhere. Somebody has to start looking at these things and being like, all right, man, maybe it's just better for us to kind of push it back a little bit than to just rush things out. So uh, how do you feel about this whole Avengers thing, Pong? Um, with yeah, the whole no, the I mean, I jumped into the Avengers. I jumped into the Avengers and I'm actually enjoying it. Um, the, you know, as everybody stated, I'm, you know, the single player is really well done. Um, again, I'm not invested in the characters like a lot of people. So for me, it, it is what it is. The loot system is 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 weird they shoehorned in a loot system that doesn't make sense like why am i upgrading hulk's spine to make him do more like what <laughs> like how does that how does that do anything um so for me um you know i'm happy it's in game pass i'm happy i get to try it i'm definitely going to probably play through the single player campaigns um depending on how long it's in there for as i work it in between other games uh, because I am enjoying myself. The the combat system is is it's deeper. Yeah, it's nice. It's deeper than I ever expected. It's got mm-hmm. some combos. It's got some skill sets. Um, you know, obviously they got big giant skill trees. It it just feels like you said steel from the get go. This game was built um, around the idea of monetizing it more than it was built around the idea of let's make a great Avengers game. They they went to Crystal Dynamics and said we need you to make a looty. Avenger, Avengers game that we can monetize and this is what we you know th- 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 I don't care what your ideas are just find a way to do this and mm-hmm. they kind of just forced it in there um, not respectful of the fact that again if you talk to a looter shooter fan most of them nowadays in 2021 expect you to be able to see the changes you're making yes. when you put new when you equip new loot Whole that you point. want to see that on your character and it, like older games like Diablo two and stuff. I could, they, they even yeah. had it to a certain yeah. degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but I can, you know, I can respect those games because at the time that wasn't a thing yeah. uh, so much, but now 2021, you're coming out with a brand new game. I better be able to see the loot I'm putting on. Right. Even yeah. if it looks funky, even if it looks crazy, I, don't care. I better be able to see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do, you know, again, because I'm not invested in this game, like a lot of people, um, from a business standpoint, I understand why they put the XP boost in there, but don't try to, you should come out and address it because you guys made a point to say something before. Right. Exactly. Going to do this. You set the expectations yourself. Like, had you guys not said anything and you just oh, started up the cosmetics, some people probably would have just assumed later on there was going to be XP boost, but to first of all, come out and save flat out. We're not going to do anything outside of cosmetics. As far as that goes, um, and then, uh, I think it was what, two months later or a month later, whatever it was, they came in and changed the XP gain mm-hmm. because they said they wanted, they said they were doing it for the players that the XP gain was too extreme. Um, and it was causing wow. uh, game, you know, it was causing issues in the gameplay loop. People, you know, were basically seemingly to say that people were getting overpowered too fast and it was affecting um, you know, the, the actual uh, game itself, because people weren't having the challenge that they should. Mm-hmm. So they came out and said that. So they adjusted the XP boost down. So that you gain XP slower? And now you throw in XP boosters for a premium. Oh, you did that on purpose. You did it on purpose. I, that was a directive. Okay. That was called a directive move right there. You got told, Hey, games underperforming. We need to make up some of this money. Please figure out a way how to do this. Okay. That was a directive. Yeah. Um, so you should, you should address it. You should be upfront about this and come out and say what you need to say. I don't, you know, again, you don't have to come out and say, Hey, yeah, look, the game sucked uh, sales wise. So now we're going to make, you know, people who want to play pay more, but there's other ways to address this. Um, 
But from a business standpoint, I understand that that's what they needed to do. Uh, Square Enix dumped a ton of money into this project, and it, mm-hmm. it certainly did not give them the return of investment that they were looking for. Um, so I don't have a big issue with it because, again, I'm not fully invested in this. I'm not going to be playing this uh, You know, two years from now. This is not going to be a game that I'm going to be looking at those XP boosters going, God, I really need to do that. This is sucks. I'm, I'm right. getting slow. I'm just going to play through it as is um, and get as far as I get. And if I get through all the character single-player games, great. I don't think I'm going to jump into the end game because, again, that's where I heard it really gets boring. It's just over and over and over again. And that's what looter shooters are, but there's no real – benefit to it you don't yeah. see these new loot you don't get any of that the the the, the visual set, stuff yeah. yeah you don't feel it you don't mm-hmm. feel it right it's just a, a loot grind to loot grind right and that and that can get old uh at the end of the day so um you know again all that being said this game uh i said it from the get-go uh when they first uh said what this game was going to be i'm like this is the perfect game for game pass this yep. should be in game pass very quickly if not day one 90 days it should be in game pass uh, obviously now we know there was a contract in place with Sony, um, that was probably had the language in there that prevented them from doing it. So therefore they waited till that year mark. And as soon as they could, they put it in the game pass and, you know, people are reporting, uh, Benji sales, shout out to him, a uh, great friend in the community. He's a good dude. Um, he reported that they are seeing, you know, a lot more engagement with the game, huge yep. numbers, uh, which is to be expected. That's what happens. That's what happens. Um, so hopefully, you know, some people pick up some cosmetics. I've seen a lot of people say, Whoa, this game's surprising me a lot yeah. better than what all the mm-hmm. stuff I heard about. So there's plenty of Avenger fans out there on the Xbox side who are probably jumping in this going, God, I love this and probably investing some, some money into it, even if they don't have to buy it, the game. Yep. Um, so good on Square Enix, good uh, for Crystal Dynamics. Um, you know, all that makes sense. So uh, happy that it's there. Happy I get to try it. Um, but it should have been done a long time ago. Like you said, Steel, yeah. if there was no contract in place, it should have been done right away. So, 100%, 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's Marvel's Avengers in the bag. Um, the other thing that I also wanted to bring up really quickly was the Nintendo OLED finally releasing. Um, now, again, like Paul talked about in the beginning with the upcoming releases and everything, um, it's an OLED. I mean, again, there is benefits to it. Uh, I do think that it's going to lead, uh, well, of course, it's going to have better picture quality quote unquote though do keep in mind it is still 720p screen um yes the screen is bigger also uh that is something to keep in mind i think it also has a little bit better battery life if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong on that and not only that but i think the key important to this is nintendo doing what nintendo does and release another one of their key ips with a console it's what they do metroid dread released with it and they're probably going to sell gangbusters, man. I mean, I've already seen plenty of people on all social media sites say, hey, I just got my Nintendo OLED and Metroid Dread. And mm-hmm. you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Respect that hustle, baby. N- Nintendo's going to do it, but I do have to say, uh, Sly Crow says the digital family made a good review of the OLED Switch, yep. which is cool. Um, they said it compared it to the Vita and everything, and it's a much better panel, which... Of course, of course, I would hope so. Be. I would <laughs> After hope this so. much time, it should be. I, w- yeah, I would definitely yeah. hope so. Um, so, that, I mean, that's definitely good news. I yeah. don't think it's going to be necessarily a reason for me to upgrade our Switch. Now, unless I can get good a good profit for it or whatever the case uh, might be, I might. Yeah, Joe brought that up last night, Steel. If you're even thinking about that, head over to GameStop right now uh, and do it. They're giving bonus credit. You get like 250 bucks for your Switch, your old Switch. Oh, wow. 
Okay. With bonus credit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I might have to look so, into that. Uh, yeah. Because how yeah. much the new switch is like what? Three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty. Yep. I might have to look yep. into that, man. Uh, that yeah. that'd be interesting to look at, for sure. Yep. Um, and then again, like we talked about earlier, Metroid Dread came out. Uh, we're both looking forward to, to that. Uh, I have some ways to get access to the game. Um, I may play it on Switch. I may not. I don't know yet. Uh, I do have other ways to get access to the game. I'm not going to say what those ways are. And I don't condone those ways. So there's that. The other thing is that Far Cry 6 also released. Um, yeah. That's been another big thing for people. Um, it's not as big been a big thing for me. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit last week because uh, it was part of the up game, upcoming game segment and everything. Uh, I do see people kind of up and down about it, uh, saying it's more the same saying it's all right uh i've seen also the opposite end of the spectrum people saying man they love it so it seems like a lot of people are up and down i the main attraction for me is john carlo esposito i love him as an actor uh, i think he adds a lot of flavor a lot of soul to the game um more so than anything else that i feel like again with far cry leading its credence to mostly being good at uh having good villains he's probably going to be a continuation of that if this if the game does have co-op, correct? Yes, it does. With the game having co-op, it may be something that I pick up down the road. Or depending on when I get some free time or whatever, Pong says, yo, let's play some Far Cry 6. It might be one of those that I end up jump, jumping into. Again, I'm not a super Far Cry fan, but with Giancarlo being in it, it does have me interested. Again, Pong, what do you like to what do you want to touch on as far as this goes? If there yeah, is yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, first things first, uh, the OLED should no, be no surprise, as I said in part of my intro um, uh, when we were talking earlier on in the show. The OLED should come to no surprise uh, to people. Again, there's a reason why the OLED gang is out here praising it. I know people still have all that fear of burning on the big TVs. Look, all a lot of that stuff is overblown at this point. The technology has changed. But as far as a small screen goes, yes, it's 720p, but on a small screen, you don't notice it the way you do on a big screen. Um, it, it, again, the pixels are much more condensed. It's a much better look. Mm -hmm. um, never noticed it on the Vita. Uh, again, when you play on a small screen, it looks gorgeous. The OLED for any Vita owners out there, again, should be no surprise. It does give you a much brighter more crispy look to every game um even the game or even the older games that necessarily weren't designed around it if mm -hmm. you have a colorful game which the nintendo switch has a plethora of colorful games 100%. uh i'm sure animal crossing is going to look gorgeous on this oled um it does oh, yeah. enhance that play right it does enhance your experience with the game oleds are gorgeous um vitas right now in, in the aftermarket uh, the OLEDs uh, are are priced much higher than the old LCDs for a reason. So, um, uh, you know, again, I would have liked to see Nintendo. We talked about this deal, Nintendo, for me. I would love for them to appeal to me by giving me a more powerful, up-to-date, uh, you know, console, whether that be handheld, docked, mm -hmm. uh, or whether that just be a straight-up console like the old days. I want them to try to appeal to me. They're not. However, as I also stated, there are a couple RPGs on there that I'd love to be able to play. And Metroid Dread, uh, as you and I talked about, Steel, looks fantastic. As an old school Metroid player, um, 
Look, it's hitting all the right notes. Again, I said I'm not a platformer as much anymore, and I'm not. It, it, you know, again, that's why they call them Metroidvanias, is because Metroid started that whole thing. I'm not the biggest Metroidvania player, but if I ever had a chance to pick up a Switch, this is one game I would be picking up with it because it looks gorgeous. It looks so much fun. It looks like they added a ton of stuff to it. The puzzling in it, which was always a Metroid thing, looks insane. Uh, what they've done. Uh, creatively to bring some puzzles, uh, more puzzles to this one as well. So I, you know, again, shout out to everybody who's getting their OLEDs. Congratulations. Love seeing the positivity, love hearing everybody experiencing sometimes OLED for the first time going, Oh my God, this is crazy. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. It absolutely is. Um, So enjoy it. Uh, Glad again, respect the hustle on Nintendo. At the end of the day, they do what they do. They've got their fan base uh drooling nonstop for their next big thing and like you said steel they know how to put out a new uh, a new piece of hardware and have a big game uh right there alongside of it and they did it again with dread because like you like you said steel i've been seeing the same thing it's it's oled and metroid dread pictures <laughs> right they're, yeah. they're side by side in the pictures uh and that's that's cool as hell so congratulations all of you guys um far cry six again um Ubisoft is my fast food of gaming. I will go to their games all the time. I know what I'm going to get. I don't have a problem with it being another iteration. I don't know why Far Cry 6 is getting the heat that it's getting from the reviewers. Um, That's the biggest takeaway for me is the reviewers are back at it again. It seems almost like a monthly thing now. Steel one game comes out and the reviewers, uh, you know, shit all over themselves. Uh, They make themselves look like idiots. Not all reviewers by any stretch of the imagination, but there is always uh, uh, some reviewers out there who seem to take one game uh, each month and suddenly become the clown show again. Uh, And Far Cry 6 is no different. I will pick up Far Cry 6 on one of those classic Ubisoft sales when the Ultimate Edition is like 30 bucks Mm -hmm. uh, and I get all the bells and whistles for 30 bucks. Um, You know, Valhalla, and watch uh, Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legions. I bought uh, out of the gate because Target had a buy two get one free, so it wound up being kind of a sale, anyways, uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning of this generation. Um, but normally, I will wait on the Ubisofts and get them on uh, a deal. Far Cry Six looks fantastic. I've watched Mav play it. It's Far Cry through and through. Uh, the graphics are crispy. Ubisoft knows what they're doing in that department. Uh, they've got the formula down. Some people are sick and tired of the formula totally understand don't blame you in the least um does not take away from this game being very well done at the end of the day at its you know the core level is there um and it looks like it's playing extremely well especially with that new texture pack that all of a sudden everybody figured out they had to download because it doesn't download automatically for the xbox uh but you get that 4k texture pack on there god damn that thing pops Mm -hmm. um but as far as the reviewers go um talked about this last night on xbox ultimate as well uh again the clown shows back in place there is a, a literal headline that says I, I i can't do this anymore this is not a review of far cry 6 and then they go on to score okay look <laughs> then don't review the game okay flat out i don't care who you are i don't care how big you are i don't care how small you are if you're not interested in reviewing the game you have nobody else on your staff who wants to review the game don't review the game and just come out and say that we are choosing not to review far cry six at this time because none of us have interest in this game. So we're not going to be able to neutrally look at this game uh, or we're not going to be able to look at this game from a neutral standpoint and give it a fair review. So we've just chosen not to review it at this time. Right. Perfect. Good on you guys. Great. 
when you review a game that you don't want to review and you review it just to review it. And at no the credence. end of the day, you score it that way. You no. can't remove yourself and take a step back. No. Then you're doing a disservice to your entire audience. You are showing people what you truly are at this point, And you should probably not have done it at all. Like I said, just you're not doing any good for anybody, for those people on the fence who are looking to reviews to see if they should pick it up or not. If they trust you as a reviewer and you come out with this type of review, you are now discrediting yourself yep. and you're not doing anything for that audience member at all. And eventually all of that adds up. Eventually people start going, yeah, I'm not coming back to here again. Yep. I, I, I can't trust what they're saying. Right. So don't do it. Right. It's a clown show. I hate it. I can't stand it. I think it's stupid. Um, you know, I'll point to the opposite side. Mm -hmm. Jez, uh, Gordon, again, shout out to him. Love, I love those two. Uh, Jez Gordon did the review for windows central. Uh, he's tired of this too. He went on a long rant yesterday on, on the Xbox two about how sick and tired he is of this formula how he is done with this formula, but you know what? He went ahead and did the review. And he said yesterday during his rant, he goes, I know I sound like I hate this game. He goes, I hate this game because I sick and tired of Ubisoft. Just, sp uh, just spewing creating this manu mm -hmm. spewing out shit to spew out shit. Right. Mm -hmm. He goes, but Parker. he goes, when I, he goes, when I was doing the review, he goes, I took myself out of that mode and said, I need to, know that my audience is going to have a lot of people who do like the far cry series for what it is mm -hmm. and that do want a good review out of this so he goes i stepped outside of my personal feelings and he goes i reviewed it from a neutral standpoint and tried to write it guess what he gave it three and a half out of five stars fair review he gave specific critiques he didn't just say I'm just bored with this. No, he yeah, gave okay. specific yeah. critiques on the gameplay, nice. talking about the AI and that kind of stuff. So, you know, he did the right way to do journalism. And okay. he also still has a list of really positive things to say about the gameplay, because you can go back to that old style, as we've talked about here, Steel, back in the day when we had like three, four magazines that we had to go yeah. through, like the EGMs, like the yeah. Game Informers. You know what they used to do? They used to break down the game by, you know, gameplay, yep. by sound, yep. by music, by, by different categories. And they used to score each category. So even if the story didn't hit with somebody as the reviewer, and it's still an opinion at the end of the day, right. they could say the story, hey, didn't work for me. This is why it didn't work for me. This is my critiques of the story. I give this a six, but then you could go to the graphics section and they'd be like graphics out of the park. They are technical wizards. This is, looks fantastic. One of the best looking games I've ever seen. Nine out of 10. Right. You could go to that section and then you could see how each one broke down. Nowadays, people are just like, just lumped into you know, one thing. Yeah. Lumped into one thing. Four out of 10. There's literally four out of tens for Far Cry. Four out of ten back in the day, as we've talked about here, Steel Two. Trash. When I've gone on my review, that's a broken game. That's a broke game. That's a game that you can't play, to the, yep. for the most part. Yep. Or there's like game breaking bugs where yep. you lose twenty hours of gameplay, and all of a sudden you're back to three levels ago because it's broke, right? Or there's yeah. a mission that absolutely is stuck and you can't go forward, and it's a main mission, so you can't progress in the story anymore. That's what a four out of 10 game is. There are literally people giving Far Cry 6 this. That's not the case. Okay. That's obviously not the case. The game looks gorgeous. All you got to do is look at the videos to see it. Uh, even though it's cross-gen, it looks beautiful. The game plays smooth. 
The performance levels are off the charts. The gunplay is excellent as it is in most uh, Far Cries. If you like that style from mm-hmm. a first-person shooter aspect, all of that is in place. The, the weapons are crazy. The unique weapons are crazy. The vehicles, the customization should. that you can do, all of that is there. Right. So none of that is broken. Nobody's had a problem where they can't finish the game. Nobody's had any issues with the side missions at all. None of that. Um, so the worst people have been saying, honestly, like Jez pointed out, is the AI is extremely dumb. The AI is extremely dumb. And they think at 20 in 2021, Ubisoft should probably update their AI coding because it sucks. And I can't yeah. disagree with it. Right. I can't, I can't, I can't argue with that. So reviewers again dismiss the ones out there saying this bs dismiss the ones that are giving this like four out of ten or any kind of low score if you need to be on the fence about this far cry and you want to get some honest opinions look for the reviews that you know are at least six and above seven and above because this game no matter what at the end of the day no matter what you think about it probably deserves that people have said the acting is great Giancarlo Mm -hmm. is just amazing in it um, you know, Jez did say the rest of the writing outside of some of the, the main lines um, was not very good, that okay. it was subpar writing. Okay, I can hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you again, dismiss the ones that are out, out of, you know, the, the ones that look like outliers in these reviews probably are outliers. So look to the other ones if you are needing to read some reviews on this. But uh, otherwise, again, it'll be a game I pick up down the road. Um, like you said, Steel, maybe someday we'll co-op it together uh, because the co-op is always fun in Far Cry. Yeah, so, that'd be dope. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the main thing for me. I, I 100% agree with you, though, man, too, uh, with the whole review thing. And I saw somebody, uh, Doom Reaper, wrote in the chat, uh, you got the only reviews that matter are your own. I agree with that to a certain extent, but there's a reason why we have reviews. Yeah. To get other people's opinions. Yeah. To get someone that you trust, quote-unquote, to get their opinion and their feelings about a game that you were already interested in or that you had some form of interest in. That's the key point right there. You had the interest and you're doing a review to do your research. That's why I kind of like, I don't look at reviews unless I was already interested in the game. I haven't looked at reviews for Far Cry. Why? I haven't, I'm not interested in the game, so I'm not going to look at reviews. So I'm also not the guy to sit here and say, I base my purchases off reviews. Unless I'm really on the fence about a game, that's when I look at reviews. Right, and let's be fair, Steele, you and I both know the type of gamers we are. We're strong, right? A lot of the mass gamers out there aren't strong in their convictions. They pick up games randomly. They try, so they, they still look to reviews. Like Stubbs says, reviews still have a place. Absolutely. A lot of devs are paid on reviews still, which is awful, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. They are paid off of those review scores and a a well-reviewed game gets that mass appeal because the word spreads like fire. So reviews definitely have its place. Just to us strong gamers that have been doing it for a long time and know who we are as gamers, we just don't use them the way that others do. That's, yeah, that's, that's and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And I just, want, I just want those people to know that take everything with a grain of salt. Don't take everything so literally. Again, you're never going to know your, whether you're going to have a good time with it or not unless you already had interest in it. But you can't, don't just, and then don't just listen to one review. Go look at multiple reviews. Look at all the reviews. And 
then look at the game overall. Is it your style of game? Is it something that you would even want to play? Because then that kind of goes deeper than just the review. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things that, again, like you use the example, Pong, people saying it's more and more of the same. Maybe you love more and more of the same. Correct. I mean, you know what I'm saying? People like to say that about Halo. Oh, it's more and more of the same. But guess and what? Devs should never change just to change a game. Don't exactly. ever change just to change a game. That's not how that, this works. That doesn't make sense either. Because then no. you're going to complain, oh, this game's too right. different. Right. Okay, so what do you want? That's the kind of area that the gray area that we're really prevalent in now is that gray area. Because people want games to be one way, but they also want games to be the other way. And then if it turns out the other way, then they complain about it. But if they fix it, then they still complain about it. That's why I like to sit on the lines of let the get let the dev make their game and then let it be that that's one of the biggest problems i have with the coalition for example is that they didn't let gears 5 be their game they let the community constantly complain and make unneeded changes to the game when the game was just fine gears 5 does not need to be for everybody every game is not for every gamer I understand well, you like wanted Halo, to reach Halo people. Three, four, three. Yeah, same same, same yeah. thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be for everybody, but stick to your laurels. What do you want the game to be as the dev? Now, I you want the game to grow, of course. Having criticisms and everything and having perspectives and everything come in is, is, is cool. But completely changing the game and flipping it on its head when it wasn't a problem because the base of people who don't actually really play the game like that are bitching about it is not a good reason to just come off of whatever your vision was. That's Especially after thing. Far Cry 5 being one of the, the biggest selling Far Cry of all time. And then, Far and, Cry 5 blew out the expectations. And, I think and Far Cry 6 like- is apparently yeah, yeah. better, but it's more of the same. Right, right. So, so where are we at? Like, tell, right. like tell me. You know what I mean. So uh, again, it it just shows how uh, we as gamers can be fickle, and we are fickle. And again, like me and Pong say, and like I said, this episode, take that RTS view, man. Take that yep. overhead view. Scroll across yep. the map. Find your resources, and then build that base. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put some I like that one, tower defenses like that. up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I but, like that. One. <laughs> But with that being said, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are about three hours in. We are now getting into our This Day in Gaming segment. I do want to shout out to everybody in the chat again. If it wasn't for y'all constantly having conversation, constantly being involved, uh, enjoying what what we're bringing here, uh, I don't know where we'd be at. We'd probably just be talking to ourselves, honestly. But not like that's a problem because we could do that anyway. We could go for another four hours talking about whatever. But it's, it's, to, it's y'all that come here week by week that I have to appreciate. And I just have to shout out the chat again because y'all have been amazing and shown us nothing but love. I do have to ask though, hit that like button, share us out, hit the bell notification so you know when we go live every Saturday. Again, I do upload the audio platforms about an hour after we go live, depending on what's all going on personally uh, and everything. But I do try to typically get it uploaded same day, latest Sunday. So definitely keep that as in long mind. as you hit the record button too. That That's true. As long as I hit the record <laughs> button. That's another thing I keep in mind, which I did. Hey, but um, hey. <laughs> but with that being said, with that, with no further ado, let's get into this this day in gaming segment where we treat gaming as art as it should be treated. Um, and we just kind of look back on our history. It's hard to know where we're at without looking at where we came from. So 
And with that being said, let's yes, geezer, make me it. feel old segment. See, yes. our chats, our chat is at this point still. That, that's because of you. Weeks. That's because of you. They, they, they have now finally figured out what this segment is really about. That's Why because you created this. That's, yeah, that's okay. because you, right. you, what you turned it into you came, that. You came up with this pretty art thing, whatever else, but that was all cover for the oh. fact that you just want to make us older gamers feel old. Period. You know, that, that wasn't the goal, but <laughs> the fact that you feel that way, I'll take it. I'll add that on there. <laughs> it's an, a bonus reason now I'm playing. Yeah, no. All right, but with that being said, this day in gaming on October 9th, we're starting, we're going back 34 years this time. Man. Ooh, ooh. We're starting with that. the NES in 1987 with Ultima Exodus oh. in Japan. Oh, I, I, this game is really familiar to me. Ultima, Sounds really familiar, familiar Ultima me. is Ultima, Ultima four or no Ultima five? Excuse me, Ultima five and Might uh, Might Magic two were the two PC RPG games because I had my Apple two GS. The last Apple home computer was made. Apple two GS. My 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 parents, my mom and my stepdad spent a ton of money on it, and then Apple went under. And the Apple II GS died off instantaneously, mm-hmm. but it was the last one. But these were the two computer games that got me into hardcore RPG playing. So hey. Ultima will always have a special place. Lord British, shout out to him. Uh, still kicking it. Uh, just went into space, I believe. Uh, dude, Ultima is a fantastic, fantastic original RPG. I love that series. Anyways, nice, nice. So, so yeah. it's, again, it's the whole point. It's the whole point of the segment. You get to get those gears turning. You start reminiscing a little oh, bit. Yeah. Oh, They're like, yeah. oh, I remember that. Look at where we're at now. <laughs> look, look, I got songs. I've got songs from back then, Steel, that when they play, I can picture myself in front of my computer playing Ultima and Might Magic 2. The, oh the, wow, uh, that's like funny. Legit, like legit bring me back instantaneously like this. That is yeah. amazing. I I, yeah, I love yeah. those types of experiences. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then as we continue going to 1997, this is also crazy to think about. PC released Fallout. First Fallout. Man, that's crazy. I didn't get a chance to play History it during that time. Made. That, but that is made. crazy. I never played it either. I, I remember it coming out though. I do remember it releasing. Yeah. Um, and then also in 97, PC released Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Great. I, I, I do believe I ended up playing that. I, again, I was raised with Star Wars, so I'm more than likely I did end up playing it. Um, then in 2002, hey, we had a, a bit of a Crash Bandicoot spinoff. You had Ty, that Tasmanian Tiger. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, Ty was cool. I, I believe I believe that should have been a Crash Bandicoot spinoff, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless it's some other character that they end up creating uh, yep. that I can't recall, but I do remember that game. And then uh, game, and then PlayStation 2 also released that same game. Then 2003, PlayStation 2 released uh, Way of the Samurai 2 in Japan. Yep. Never played that game. You never played Way of the Samurai? No, I, I am shocked, dude. I am shocked. PlayStation 2 was a was a heavy fighter box for me. That was like, yeah. we've spent a lot of time playing fighting games and, and racing games. Yeah, for sure. Um, Then on PlayStation 2 in 2006, I think it's still one of the best games as far as mk goes playstation 2 released mortal kombat armageddon classic mortal kombat game was an excellent game excellent game then on pc they released warhammer 40,000, dawn of war dark crusade uh that's like stop the warhammer man that's a classic game from back then i know a lot of people who love that that lore you want to talk about lore that shit is deep yo I, I, i started listening to two guys on a podcast that break down the lore for you literally 
like listening to a foreign language a yeah. lot of the time. Like how deep that is, man. It's crazy, man. Oh God, that's yeah, it's else. insane. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Warhammer's insane. Yep. Um, 2007, the DS released Bleach, The Blade of Fate. Um, I heard that game was all right. Uh, I didn't get the chance to play it, but I heard it was all right. Then PSP also released Final Fantasy Tactics, The War of the Lions. I heard about that. Never got a chance to play it. Yes, uh, excellent game. Excellent. PlayStation 3 released Folklore, whatever that is. And oh, then Folklore? Yeah. Folklore is... Dude, that was a game that got me to buy the PlayStation 3. Really? So unique from uh, Japan Studios, dude. One of the most unique games. I mean, not gameplay wise, but mm-hmm. the the setting. It was like a dark fairy tale setting. Wow. It was gorgeous on the PlayStation 3. That game right now uh, is so rare. It's selling for like almost $200, I think. Uh, used copies of that game. I owned it twice uh, during my PlayStation 3 days. Great game. Great game. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and then PC also released in 2007, Neverwinter Nights 2, Mask of the Betrayer. Um, I was he- I was heavily involved in Neverwinter Nights for a bit, uh, but towards the end, it kind of dropped off for me. I'm not into games. I say that, and I play I Black Desert I, Online. I played a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I'm not into games. I, I don't believe this was one of them. I believe this was Neverwinter 2. Uh, was kinda, kinda, this was the next best thing after Diablo. After Diablo 2, this was like that next step up. It's awesome. Where, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I think the, the Neverwinter I'm thinking of is the newer one. That's you heavy, think about the online heavy MMO? microtransaction base. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I is trash. I played a lot of that PS4. It's, I enjoyed it. But I, know, I, I had D&D a good time guy. with it. But I'm a D&D was... guy at heart. But yes, it is It is heavy. Micro, it's, a, it's a straight up MMO. I mean, it's it's. I heard it's really pay way. to win, though. Like super pay to oh, win. Oh, yeah, you can. Okay. You can. But you can grind out, too. Okay, you can okay. grind out. That was one of the things that turned me off with about it being paid to win. I say that and I play BDO and that's full of whales, but um, that's either here or there. Uh, but yeah, never won, never Winter Nights two. I definitely remember. I definitely remember that game. That was like the next step up from Diablo two. Um, my father made sure to put me on that. Uh, that was an excellent game. And then 2010 iOS released Game Dev Story. Not familiar with that. Uh, also, I'm not a fan of iPhone, so there's that or Apple. So there's that. Uh, 2012. PlayStation 3 released and Xbox 360 released Dishonored, the first game in the series. Uh, Dishonored is a great is a great series. I never had a chance to play them all the way through. I think I played the first one about halfway through, and then another game pulled my pulled my attention. More than likely, it was a multiplayer game. (laughs) Arcane, arcane are geniuses. Yeah, but it was good. I I like I like their gameplay loop. It was nice. Yep. Um, Then PlayStation 3 released in 2012, The Walking Dead episode four, around every corner. Perfect game for the Vita. I love the Walking Dead series on the Vita. Nice, perfect for it. Yeah. Um, But then on PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, they released XCOM: Enemy Unknown. XCOM is another classic. Go play Phoenix Point. It's on Game Pass. All you XCOM lovers from the original creator, he just had an interview and flat out just admitted that he just basically took XCOM and reskinned it. Go play Phoenix Point. It is on Game Pass. Excellent, excellent Mm -hmm. game. If you love XCOM, same game. It's awesome. That's what I've been hearing for sure. Um, and then in 2013, PC released Legends of Einswald or Eisenwald, excuse me. Um, not familiar with that title. Nope. 2014, uh, PC released Final Fantasy 13. 13. Yes. Which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, 2015, PlayStation 4 released Uncharted, the Nation Drake collection. Uncharted, another series Amazing. that I never played through, never had huh. the motivation to play through them. I played through them. I played through them. I started I playing might. the Drake collection. It's I good. might it's, once I get a. The writing a, is fantastic. Once I get have a reason to buy a PlayStation Five, unless they all well, no, this is coming to PC too. Well, I think yeah. it's only two and 
three though that's two and three yeah they didn't go back to the original or no three and no uh, was it just three three and four oh is it is that what i think yeah yeah, so, lost, I mean, yeah. that'll probably get, that'll give me a chance to jump into it to see if it's something that I'm interested in. I mean, I like Tomb Raider. I'm not saying that Tomb Raider is like the most amazing game, but I do enjoy it. Um, Again, I believe, I can't remember which one it was. Either way, the one that had the multiplayer in it was one was my favorite Tomb Raider. Uh, it's the one that I enjoyed thoroughly the most. I heard Uncharted had some had similar things to it also. Yes, yes. Um, Uncharted is multiplayer. A lot of people love. Yeah, I heard I heard a lot of people like it. I haven't had a chance to play it. I'm, I don't have any. I'm not like oh, I'm, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything either necessarily. Yeah. Again, you play when you played games like Tomb Raider over the years. <laughs> not really missing out on much. I know it does things differently. There's a different story and there's everything else. The story's great. Uh, but if I ever get a chance to play it, I'll play it then. And then uh, 2017 PC release. Actually, this game is one of the one is one of the few games that I actually bought multiple times, and that's Middle Earth: Shadow of War. That's old game. I bought it. I bought it multiple times too. PlayStation and then on Xbox. I, I bought it on PC. I got it on Xbox. Yeah. I got it on PC, and then I turned around because I was having issues with it on PC. I turned around and bought it on Xbox and completely beat the game. Nice. Um. M- the Lord of the Rings games are so amazing. The Nemesis system is the um, is one of the most amazing concepts in video gaming to date. Uh, the way that they have the AI set up is so amazing. That effect, one of the enemies that you killed can come back and essentially <laughs> whoop your ass. Remember you. Call remember you, you, everything, call you out, <laughs> middle of the battle, everything. I think is an amazing not only yeah. that, because they also adjust them to you. They also learn your moves. They you can't do the same thing. That's I think that's what made the Shadow of War series so great is because unlike Batman, the enemies get used to you. Like the more yeah. and more you progress through the game, the enemies aren't just going to keep letting you do the same thing over and over to them. Right. And that's what made it amazing. I really want the Nemesis system to be in more games because man. The the what they did with AI, oh yeah. my god, it cannot go understated. At least personally. Oh, Steel, I forgot to tell you too. Yeah, uh, talk about classic games. Uh, I just uh, got uh, um, Lollipop Chainsaw and Middle oh, wow. uh, Battle for, Battle for, Battle for Middle Earth Two. Oh the wow. RTS. Uh, ah. For 360 off of GameStop. I actually found Lollipop Chainsaw. You can't find anywhere. They have one copy. Mm-hmm. It sells consistently used for 50 bucks online, uh, 40 to 50 bucks. Wow. Uh, so, and I found it at GameStop uh, and I had a $15 credit that I've been just sitting there with on points. So I want to pay like 24 bucks for both of them with shipping. Damn. So oh, yeah, yeah, those are coming. So I'm going to be firing up the old 360 because they're not backwards compatible. Oh, so damn. I'm going to yeah. be firing up the 360. Hell Yeah. Um, Anyways, then in, oh, no, that's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> then in 2018, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo switch and PlayStation four released, uh, this Gaia one complete. Um, I, love this game. I don't, I, I don't think I, I ever, I don't think I ever jumped into hey. this Gaia. Oh, I've heard a, of it. Uh, I, I know people who love it so bad. Oh, so good. Dude. So good. And then last but not least, 2019 Android released Digimon re arise. Oh, I'm sure you were a big Digimon fan. I love Digimon. Digimon was an amazing thing to me. Are you being serious right now? See? Yeah, See, I, love I do it. I love Digimon. This generation gap. Pokemon and then <laughs> Digimon, it was amazing. Along with Monster Rancher, the fucking shows was amazing, man. 
I loved all that shit. With that being said, this is your This Day in Gaming segment uh, where we bring games from at least 30 years in the past up to date, let you know where gaming has come from and kind of just give you some semblance of where we're at now, man. It's a, I feel like it's important to always look back on your history um, and just appreciate what you have now. Uh, Cause man, you think about those, some of those games from back then, especially 30 years ago to where we're at now, except for, especially with this game, like Hot Wheels, just as an example, dude, I don't understand how we as gamers can't be more grateful, right? Uh, I don't understand why we have to turn this thing into a whole, oh, let's war with each other over it and everything. But that's neither here or there. We talked about that in the middle of the show. And we'll talk about that always week by week because that's, I feel like that's what adds that passion to the show, what adds the energy to the show, what adds the realism to the show. Um, not only that, I do feel it's what me and Pong personally bring as a duo, uh, as a dynamic to uh just the gaming entertainment space to the podcasting space and overall so with that being said just to do some outros really quickly uh what i'll start with my outros i still rain i everywhere the t is a seven you can type it in any search bar you'll more than likely find me main places i do roam through our twitter xbox pc um, and PlayStation, whenever they end up uh, giving me a reason to invest, uh, for example, where the fuck is Factions? Um, but other than that, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll continuously beat that drum. Um, but other than that, yeah, hit me up in the DMs. Let's get together. Let's chop it up. Let's have conversation, man. I'm all for that. Uh, with that being said, Palm, we're episode 28 is down in the books 28 weeks doing this man it's an amazing thing um i believe we've only skipped one week due to personal yep. things um and another amazing thing we're in here week by week basis uh again we love we love y'all man uh we we love the community we love the gaming space we love everything that is going on within the industry right now um that is the main reason why we started we went behind the scenes got together and while we pride ourselves on organic nature because again me and Paul wish we could plan these shows better for you guys. Uh, we wish we could have uh, long, drawn-out plans and everything. Now, could the show still end up being six hours long? Probably. Oh, but, hell yeah, I could. <laughs> or, or, you know what I mean? Or maybe we could do more shows and spread them out throughout the week. You know what I mean? I would love to do that, where we do like a midweek show and then a weekend show. That would be amazing. But as of right now, the Saturday thing is the best thing for us. We're knocking it out the park. I personally feel like, uh, and where else can you get that organic, energetic, live, raw, and uncut nature that you can only find on the living split screen, man? With Pong and Steel. This is Porn where Hub. you get that. You could find it on Pornhub. You could find it on Pornhub. I mean, I mean, true. <laughs> I mean, whatever porn site that you're interested in, I mean, hey, if you could find your happiness there. Then hey, you you do your thing, man. Um, <laughs> with that being said, Paul, let's pass it off to you. This the man who puts the soul into the rain. What's going on, man? Yo, like you said, twenty eight episode twenty eight in the books, brother. This has uh, been absolutely incredible, man. Uh, look, everybody, chat. So many, so many, all of you good gamers, good people in this community hanging out with us each and every Saturday. I love you all. Yeah. Always respect for you coming out here and giving us your time the same that we give you our time. Mm -hmm. Look, 
This is special. This is special, guys. We're on the march to 400, on the march to 1,000, on the march to 10,000, on the march to 100,000, on the march to a million and more. That's where Steele and I would love to be someday. Like Steele said, we could sit here and do this. Literally, if I got paid, I would do a daily show with Steele. But four to six hours, easy, every single day, talking about gaming industry and gaming news. Mm -hmm. Love this. Thank you all for enjoying it with us. Uh, We hope to bring you something unique each and every week. Our perspectives, I think, are unique. Uh, We don't say the same stuff everybody does. We come off differently. And even from each other, we bring it in a different way. So guess what? That's what we're here to do. Love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, for coming out uh, and and spending your time with us. Look, um, you can find me, Pong, Soul, everywhere. You know the drill. Xbox, Twitter, find me there. Tonight, The Shop Podcast, PTK, Blam, Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere, myself, and I think tonight, who is PTK comes up with a great guest? Fame. Uh, fame. Hey. Uh, yeah, Fame is going to be on tonight. Uh, great member of the community. I've got so many shows to watch. I've watched their show. Uh, level one. Is it right, Steve? Yeah. Level one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, level one. Um, I've watched the show a few times. Love what they do over there. There's so many shows to watch, man. It's crazy. But he is a good dude. Rising star in the community, as Boom likes to say for sure does it right so we're gonna have him on as a guest tonight so come by check us out 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time we'll we'll end your saturday night right just have us on the background like you always do i know you guys are gonna be gaming partying whatever the case may be man just have us on uh ptk runs a great great show uh so check us out there the shop otherwise next tuesday xbox factor podcast mr boomstick over on double barrel gaming you know him um Come check us out there because now the Tuesday show, uh, Boom is no longer doing two Xbox Factor uh, podcasts. He used to do a Tuesday and Thursday. He's cut it down just to Tuesday only because he wants to game. And I understand completely. So, uh, but he has put together a Hall of Fame uh, panel over there. So Tuesdays, we've got Boom. We've got Zemi. We've got 3-Bit coming back this week. We've got Mav now as a full-time uh, show host or, co- or, or panel member. Uh, we've got myself, and he has also added Archimedes, uh, who came over from the Thursday show. So, man, great Tuesday show. Xbox Factor Podcast, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. And then Friday night's Xbox Ultimate. Another great show last night with Mr. Bad Bit, of course, Joe. Excellent guy. Uh, Boo Joe. Uh, no, I actually love the guy, but uh, we go back and forth all the time, him and I. Uh, and then uh, we also had Fuzzy on as well last night from the, the shop. So, Check us out Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Um, Otherwise, Golden Age of Gaming is upon us. Play what you love. Love what you play. Just go out there and enjoy. Enjoy, gamers. Enjoy this. Uh, Love you all, and we'll talk to you real soon. Steel, get us out of here. Peace, ladies and gentlemen. Much love. See y'all next week. Ow.